shall we begin? I think we shall. Okay, well, with every shipper special comes a game. And this game is Kiss, Mary Kill. And so, Donovan, you're up first here. Kiss, okay. Mary Kill, Morbius with the suckers on his hands. <laughs> Old Man Vulture or Saliva Problem Venom? <laughs> I just, I just knew they all be men. <laughs> <laughs> they always have to be. <laughs> That's not very fun for me. Uh, I don't kiss that way. Well, let's see. Handsucker Morbius. Mm-hmm. Old saliva tonguing vulture. <laughs> what? Or, or sharp tooth venom. Oh, man. <laughs> kiss, Mary kill. I just threw what I had in my hand across the room and buried my face in my I palm. bet you did. Uh, God. <laughs> oh. You always seem to struggle with these. I was listening back to last year's where I said about Tim, Jason, and Dick, and you're like going through and giving really scientific, you know, I don't want to phone in an answer and not take it seriously. You, I'm glad you're not. That's why I have you on here. Uh, so, <laughs> so I can proportionally determine which one of these supervillains I would want. To, okay. Uh, so it's uh, Kiss, <laughs> Kiss, Venom, uh, Kill Vulture. And marry Morbius. Wow. Why do you want to marry Morbius? Well, I could deal with him the best. Oh. I hate the vulture. He's my least favorite villain. Oh, okay. <laughs> and um, Venom, I could like at least, you know, one kiss and I, I, I one time and I, I, I would never have to deal with him again. Mm, interesting. Maybe you'll get superpowers like that. Um, what was that? Kiss XX? XXX Kiss? Uh, anime? That anime? Where the person gets superpowers from the saliva? Mystery, Mystery Girl X? Oh, Mystery Girl X, yes. <laughs> Maybe oh, you'll get man. superpowers. <laughs> and I have to, like, have to have a drop of her saliva every day or else he'll, like, start to get sick. Maybe that will happen. Yeah, but, like, um, hopefully that will happen. Otherwise, I'll, my eyes will turn red and I'll hopefully. say Felicia every day. Oh, sure. Absolutely. <laughs> what about you? <sighs> I have a soft spot for Venom, so I think I might... Marry him. Excellent. Kiss Morbius and kill Old Man Vulture. All right. Excellent. So, yeah, of all those. Originally, I was actually going to be nice to you. I don't know what happened. But I I was going to do obscure uh, females. But then I thought, nah, he wouldn't have fun with that. So I went with these guys. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't have fun with women. You know, men would be, yeah. Yes, of course. You're a sick one, Stella. I know. Gotham City, like any other large metropolis, abounds in girls of all shapes and sizes. Debutantes, nurses, stenographers, and librarians. Gotham City Library, Miss Gordon speaking. Lopez hair removal, this is Jose. Holy transformation. One minute, plain Barbara Gordon. Librarian and Commissioner Gordon's daughter. And the next minute, something new has been added. Batgirl, modeled after her idol, Batman. Holy apparition! No, Boy Wonder, I'm Batgirl. You are no longer alone, Cape Crusaders. It took me three years to track down the Jade Gato, and three more to figure out how to steal it. Funny, 
It only took me ten minutes to figure out how to snatch it back. No matter how you do it, crime doesn't pay girls. Special number seven for February MMXVIII. I love shippers. Let me tell you about shippers. Get over your own shipping bullshit. Let, let, let me tell you about shippers. <laughs> get over get get over your own shipping bullshit. Shipper. I love shippers. 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 Let me tell you about shippers. Be not talking about that. Ship ship shippers. I love shippers. Dick and Babs. Dick 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 and Babs. Batman and Cat Catwoman. There we go for the shippers. Batman's married to the Joker. To the Joker. There better not be Damien said 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 any shippers. I'll kill them. Dick and Babs. Backroll the Oracle is brought to you by questions we don't have answers. Mmm. <laughs> Why are you so surprised I'm promoting your show? With nary a, a snide remark left. Well, I didn't say anything at all. Normally I do say something, but that one I just dropped it and moved on. White privilege. What is that? <laughs> Does skin color really have any bearing on who you are as a person? I'm so upset that we don't want to see cops killing unarmed people in the streets of America. Like, why? The BET Awards were last night. Notably, they were very black. Oh, but can I say I that? Think there's a difference between having a point of view and being a person. Are we trying to kill them or scare them? Killing is scary. Names, no number, just straight pleasure. No, I don't condone it, but I understand that. Every time I speak, I want the truth to come out. Because it's early on when you make the big mistakes that cost you millions down the road. One of the things that we all have in common is that we all draw a line somewhere. Questions. We don't have answers. It's a podcast dedicated to tackling society's most quizzical queries and persistent problems. Each episode sees host Donovan Morgan Grant. So you're having a non-minority represent a minority and tell the story of a minority but not with an actual minority. And Harrison Chu. Essentially how you can have your cake and eat it too. But I really wish you wouldn't. 
as they confront questions that afflict our everyday existence, such as, can war end? I don't know. Is there a morality to sexual fantasies? I don't know. When is killing justified? I don't know. Are there things comedians shouldn't joke about? I don't know. Can you be outraged on other people's behalf? I don't know. Nobody knows everything, but everyone knows something. Society's ills will be fought by that society. Become a creative contributor to the show by sending in a question or providing your voice and opinion on an existing episode. People are just so afraid of being thought of as assholes when everybody already thinks of them as assholes. It's amazing. That sounds like a Facebook quote. (laughs) (laughs) Questions will be asked and answers will be questioned. So join Donovan and Harry as they invite you each week for a discussion of questions we don't have answers. We didn't even talk about Japan in this one. I think we did well. (laughs) The show can be found at questionsnoanswers.com on iTunes and right after the show at qnoanswers at gmail.com. I just hope it's not boring to listen to. Like, oh my god, they're not going anywhere. Truly, they don't have answers. <laughs> well, I got also mention more Star Trek episodes. Backworld mm. Oracle is also brought to you by MileHighComics.com, your new and collectible comic book store. Mile High Comics has an inventory of over 5 million comics from the gold, silver, bronze, and modern age, and over 100,000 trade paperbacks. But if you're not into the vintage stock, Mile High Comics also has a subscription service called the New Issue Comics Express, offering a discounted price for comics ready to hit the shelves. So, if you're looking for vintage back issues or a great modern subscription service, be sure to check out MileHighComics.com. While Dustin's been pretty mean to me as of late, and he's been lying about things, I'll still promote <laughs> the Batman universe by saying Batgirl the Oracle is a proud member of the Batman universe family of podcasts, hashtag TBU family, maybe less proud than normal. Uh, and you can also, if you want to, uh, support that liar and subscribe to the show uh, on Patreon by going to thebatmanuniverse.net. Are you saying Professor Dustin is a jerk? Oh. <laughs> I know, yes. He, it, now I don't know if you've been keeping up with the comic cast or, you know, other people who listen to the show might not listen to that one or vice versa. But at one point, we were talking about long shows and basically, like, you know, we all agree that, yes, occasionally I have long shows and usually it's, it's adding someone else usually doubles the time. And I was regretful about this because I know some people are, you know, whatever. And Dustin was making fun of me about the length of the shows. And I was like, I'll show you. My next show will be, you know, 70 minutes. And then the next episode of the comic cast, he said, no, Stella, you're wrong. We love your long shows. It was you who didn't. And it was terrible. <laughs> Ed was with me. He's like, are we an upside down world? And now, you know, online, he doesn't apologize to me for... I, I had a 70-minute show, and he didn't apologize to me. So we're on the outs right now, but I'm still podcasting with him, so oh well. It's a shame. <laughs> Terrible shame. Oh, man. Oh, well, guys, you know that steady as a stream, we have a shipper special. And this is number seven. I mean, we're just getting up there here. And, of course, I have to have my steady Eddie with me when we do this. My good and dear friend, Donovan Morgan Grant. Hello. (laughs) You reminded me of Dustin on uh, Stranger Things Season (laughs) 2. I know Dustin ran a podcast and was, was, was an actor. Yes, of course. Now, Don, you are now 10 weeks along. And your uh, baby dinosaur, your baby Dilophosaurus, is about the size of a kumquat. 
I knew you were going to do this. Your baby now weighs less than a quarter of an ounce and is a little over an inch long from head, little, you know, those little things on the Dilophus horse, to bottom, its little tail. Don, I mean, catch us up. What's the progress? <laughs> like, you're talking, I mean, have you been okay? Have you been treating yourself well? How has your family been? Have they been supportive? I've been trying to drown this thing in my body with alcohol and candy. <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, I did, I did go to the ultrasound and see what it looked like. And I don't know why a dinosaur looks like a porg, but um, it is a very peculiar looking thing. Hmm. So, you know, at night sweats and going to the bathroom all the time oh and often vomiting. And um, yeah, I'm really happy to get rid of it. <laughs> <laughs> Once it gets out. You know, I tell people about this. And they can't. Really, I know you do. I know, and they can't really like separate sort of the fact from the fiction, which is really interesting. And also, whenever I update you, I remember the last time I laughed out loud when when I was reading the text. I said something like, "Can you believe you've got you know a little raspberry in there?" And you said, "No, only because you tell me." So, uh, but it's good to have friends like us. I I did. Did you see the pop? They're having a pop fig of uh, a Dilophosaurus. I tagged you on Facebook. Yes, yes. So that's super exciting. How long? This has been like, that was back in November. It was back in November. When it happened. The conception date, I can look it up on my phone. I'm keeping track of it. I get bi-weekly updates on the progress of your child. You bi-weekly updates. The 18th of November. Is this in like, you know, human biology or like Dilophosaurus biology? How, how fast do eggs come out of a Dilophosaurus? Oh boy, I don't know. But we're going by human biology. I think last time I was on, you said you weren't sure if I was human. No, no, you said, you said like, man or woman, who knows what Donovan is? <laughs> I thought that were a question. I don't think I... <laughs> I think you're misquoting me. I said man or... I think I was talking about the Dilophosaurus. Uh, you better have been talking about that dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> As if there's a question. You can't tell. Uh, yes, I, 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 I present myself as male, but like, um, yeah, I, I sure hope that you're excited for this thing because uh, you're taking care of it. You've, you've, you've proven yourself to be the most interested in its life cycle. So, sure? yeah, I hope you have room in, in your in your hovel for a <laughs> reptile of its of its size. So, and if you don't make room. Okay, sounds good. I'm so excited for a roommate. Oh. This is what I get for the seven years of bad luck. Every <laughs> just, just, just trolled and ruined and. I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of seven years, I would like you to introduce what our shipper topic is this year. Yes, yeah, every year you and I just kind of have a little. Uh, mini powwow about what should we do this year and sometimes mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we'll discuss uh ideas that we end up doing later on like like i think sometimes like, like some, ones we've done in the past we, we discussed those maybe a year or two before we did them and some we've, we still haven't done uh yet and this one i feel it was not so much spontaneous but like when we decided we were talking about this in 2017 it was i think the first time we brought this up maybe and I think we were both really into it because it would be fun and new and different. And also, not, again, not, nothing to do with Batgirl, but also something that we both <laughs> had expertise on. And this, the subject matter actually is primarily and singularly uh, the impetus for you and I meeting. 
Mm. Uh, we are going. The, the subject for t- t- this year's Chipper Spotlight is the astonishing, sensational, spectacular, amazing web of the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Spider-Man, indeed. Now that was that was his perspective on how that went down. I would like to tell you my perspective on how all this went down here because I find it really funny. So we, in fact, do communicate about this several months in advance because it's always sort of on my radar. It's one of my favorite things to do on BTO each year. And so we're considering, and we keep coming back to this one DC title that we have yet to do, and so I thought that this would be the year. And then Don drops, you know, Spider-Man. And, you know, he, he considers that. And then we had that conversation, and I thought we were leaning back to the D.C. property. And I said, you choose. And all of a sudden, it's like when you're having a conversation, you expect it to go one way, but it goes the complete other way. He's like, let's do Spider-Man. And basically, I was like, okay. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't want to twist your arm on anything, but you seem no, pretty you happy. No, you didn't twist your arm. I just found it really amusing that I was thinking we were on the track of the DC. And they're like, you know what? Let's do Spider-Man. I'm like, well, that's fine. I, I love Spider-Man. So here we are to do the Spider-Man. So that means that next year, even though Don has some sick ideas about doing Simpsons, we shall be doing <laughs> something of my evil choosing. Famous last words. I know. Well, before we do this, I think because we're doing a topic that is not DC-related, not anime-related, people may know of him, hopefully, I think it's important to get an understanding or perspective of where we're coming personally with our history of Spider-Man. So I th- sure. thought it would be good to just go through and how we got introduced to Spider-Man and you know stuff we've read or watched, things like that. Vaguely, not specifically. Well, yeah, because I, I mean, like, in all the years we've known each other and, you know, our mutual acquaintances in Spider-Man Crawl Space, we, I mean, we were never actually on the Crawl Space both at once, mm-hmm. which is kind of ironic. But uh, you're, you're asking for basically our familiarity with him? Sure, yeah, and how he was introduced to you? Yeah, yeah. I've said this story before, but not, not not often enough. I remember being exposed to Spider-Man like in like a, like the back of a magazine where like it was a summer when like the 1994 cartoon was about to come out and I remember um Toys are it was KB Toys had the like the 90s show Toys come out in anticipation for the cartoon and I remember thinking I was I was five at the time and I remember thinking oh Spider-Man this brand new character that they've they've just now created I, this sounds really interesting so I was really into the toys and I watched the 94 cartoon, the day premiered uh, almost 25 years ago. <laughs> and that led me to, to be into the comics at the time. And in 1994, Spider-Man was going through like everyone's favorite story from Spider-Man's uh, history, the Clone Saga. So I began, you know, uh, as, as wherever I could to read the Clone Saga, which was the comics at the time. Uh, my love for Spider-Man carried over from the 90s show, which I, which I abs- to this day I still absolutely adore, to old reruns of the 70s show, which I've since bought, to um, the MTV show, which was came in between the first and second movies, which we, everyone loves. Um, I mean, he is when Batman is not my favorite superhero of all time. It's Spider-Man, mm. and 
you know, of course, I I, I would say that like um, I have more in, intimate familiarity with Batman comics. But like, if you were to look at my comic collection right now, my trade collection that's kind of done in, on my shelf, it is split down the middle. Like like on the one side you have Spider Man, on the other side you have uh, Batman, and like all the other stuff like Superman and Daredevil and the Avengers and all the kind of, all the, all the, everything else is sort of in between. Um, he really it really is sort of like the majority. My favorite my favorite comic book of all time out of all my collections. Uh, is the Spider-Man Batman uh, crossover in the '90s, uh, which I actually podcasted on? You'll will come out sometime in uh, February, I guess this month when this comes out. And um, yeah, I, I, I think the majority of the podcasts I've been on have been Spider-Man related. I, my first mm-hmm. podcast was uh, about the Spectacular Spider-Man cartoon. Then it was Clone Saga Chronicles. Then it was Amazing Spider-Man Classics. Then it was Spider-Man Crawl Space. The episode where we talked about Spider-Man Homecoming on the Comic Book Film Review was, I think, one our longest episode ever. We had wow. a lot of discussion on that. And yeah, he's just a hero that like I I can't help but just kind of always come back to. I've read the overwhelming majority of uh, Amazing Spider-Man, not not every issue, but like most of it. And I have uh, every essential they ever printed of the Amazing Spider-Man title. And um, yeah, I mean like uh, I love the character, and like of course he's a character that's been that, that that a lot of people have different opinions on, and you know I foremost among them. But like I like to think that like. Uh, my opinions are unique to myself, but we'll see when it comes to like you know his love life and everything. So, uh, as Dan Slott would say, or so, Dan Slott, all uh, what should I call it? For Tony, yes, that guy. Uh, but that is yeah. No, I when when Spider Man is not an arbitrary choice. I mean, he is uh, you know half of the week my favorite superhero of all time, mm-hmm. and that's why I loves him. Mm-hmm. But what about you, Miss Batgirl? Yeah, I know. It's really interesting because I think I was I was going on a run yesterday and I was simultaneously listening to Josh and thanks for the spoiler. Their their little coverage of DC and DC and that's, that's, thinking that's about <laughs> that's why I call spoiler kid is what I call him. <laughs> and I considering sort of my love affair with both Spider-Man and Batgirl and how I would describe it because Spider-Man was my first love of any superhero and so I think it very much has this really special place in my heart that can never be overturned or overwritten just as I think any first is and then Batgirl for me is I think a very like almost a slow burning love affair that has turned into something that I'm extremely dedicated to and mm. and love her through and through. So it, it, it's hard to describe them. So now you know I, I've gone from when students or other people ask who's your number one superhero, knee jerk is always Spider Man. To now it's like oh you know I say Spider Man and I'm like well also Batgirl, but it's hard because Batgirl you have to explain like Barbara Gordon because I really want to say Barbara Gordon, right? But then they're like who's that? So then you have to say Batgirl. But Spider Man, gosh, I somehow knew of him very early on, and I think perhaps from '60s reruns. Because we had this this cat, I, I recall, I vividly recall this. You know how you're a child, you remember some of these things. Uh, going on a walk, my mom, I was in a stroller, so that's how young I was. And we found this kitten on the road, and we ended up taking the kitten home, which, you know, not necessarily you should do, but that happened twice in my life. And so we brought it home, but, of course, you know, it probably had worms and things like that, so we left it outside. So it actually really wanted to get inside the house and it climbed up the outside brick wall 
I kid you not, to the top of like the keystone basically of the door in order to potentially like jump on someone and be carried inside or something like that. So thus, we called him Spider-Man. And that was, that was basically, not the first pet, but I think the first cat uh, that really I ever had. So, it, yeah, it all started from there. I think the 90s, I, I had been aware of Spider-Man, goes to my origin story with reading those sort of fleet cards or FLIR cards, you know, that had a superhero and then on the back had some sort of statistics on them. I would, I would be read two prior to going to to sleep at a nap time and you know reading here and there but the I think the 90s television series really cemented that love for me and whenever I went to comic shops I would look through the Spider-Man box and just look for cool covers and and get those stories which of course you know is hard because you're just picking out cool covers and then you've got like a really out of context story (laughs) now (laughs) now that I'm thinking about it but yeah I've just really enjoyed him and so I got back in to, I really started reading comics in Civil War, and I really enjoyed the journey that Peter Parker Spider-Man was on at that time. And so went from there to Back in Black, and then uh, tragically turned into One More Day, and then yeah. was on yeah, and then was on you know this is almost my podcasting origin story as well. Then was on Spider-Man Crawl Space and continued for a while, but the stories were dragging down my love of the character and that's something that you just you can't let that happen to you so I decided to like step away from the current writing but not necessarily the character so I've recently been it's been a little while I've been on a break because I've been distracted but I had started from issue number one I've been going on and I'm close to 300 now and it's like really revivified my love of the character and it's been really great to start from the beginning and and reading now and and in the 80s I guess so yeah the movies I really love them I would always defend them even Spider-Man number three I would defend it I would get upset when people would critique it um (laughs) Tom Holland he's growing on me I promise (laughs) uh but you know I I really have a special place in my heart for Tobey Maguire absolutely because that was the first I mean seeing Spider-Man on the big screen live action like that's going to be your Spider-Man for a long time and then Andrew Garfield was a little like controversial but then seeing him I'm like oh I like Andrew Garfield. So it's just, it's been it's been hard to have reboot after reboot, but uh, it's great to have a character that you can see on the big screen. So yeah, he's been with me for a very long time. Yeah, we talked about that, like you and I, about like uh, the, the constant change of Spider-Man. I, I like all the Spider-Man movies, honestly. Like, even Spider-Man 3, even Amazing Spider-Man 2, even Homecoming. And Homecoming is probably my least favorite, but like I've not disliked a Spider-Man film because I don't think... I'm capable of doing that. Mm. But we, we, we talked about, like, a, like when we talked about, like, Homecoming on the Comic Film Review blog, that, that we, we, we did compare Tom Holland to uh, how he ranked against Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield. That was a pretty fun discussion. Mm, yeah. Yeah, it really is apples and oranges for me. They're just very different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, boy. <sighs> Any now. other questions we should do? Yeah, I know, as we get into the rankings here. Well, I mean, I'm I'm always I mean, as as fun and indulgent as this is, I'm always a little concerned how people might take to our subject matter. I think the most obscure thing we talked about was like a, a toss between Robotech and Uron, which too bad. <laughs> but um, like with Spider Man, I think that you and I agreed that it was kind of like anything goes. So we might we might mention comics, we might mention sure, shows, yeah. movies. Mm-hmm. So I think that like um, 
video we'll games. Really? I got the Sega. Yeah, the Sega Genesis, of course. Well, I, mean, I, I, I don't think that's on my list, but like, <laughs> that'd be Sp- funny. It's my number one. <laughs> Spider-Man: The X-Men versus Arcade. Yes. <laughs> the worst game ever. <laughs> <gasps> I, I would just say that, like, I'll do my best to exp- – although I think that, like, my, my uh, choices are all kind of concrete. I'll do my best to kind of explain and provide context, as I always try to do. Sounds good. I didn't look back to see who went first last time. It may I think I had the last deciding one. Do you want to be the last number one? So do you want me to start here? Sure. Yeah, yeah, or yeah, do I, you want to start? It's up to you. Uh, I don't – I usually remember, alternate. I don't remember either, but I do remember the last one – when I was like sobbing about Pearl and Rose on Steven Universe, I think oh, gosh, you yeah. ended the sh- you ended the show talking about the movie, which which I of name forgot. But uh, so I, <laughs> I, I could I could we could switch up this time. Yeah, imagine you and me was the movie. I you know that was a time that I was a good friend because I didn't make fun of you at all. <laughs> yeah, that 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 week that you didn't. That week, autonomous. <laughs> <laughs> I will say that I want to explain something because I wonder if this is true of you. That my rankings are my personal rankings. Oh, sure, as yeah. And these are ones that I really, you know, from like to love, basically, and not necessarily in order of art form. Because clearly there are some that are misordered that maybe one should be higher because it is probably better presented. But for the feels that it gives me, it's a little lower. Does that make sense? Absolutely, yeah. This is no nowhere near like the best moments. It's just you know sure. personal, yeah. The feels, yeah. The feels, yes. to start with i have two honorable mentions mm-hmm. should we should i just spit them out both uh yeah you i i think i'll probably uh, get to those as i go down my list but like yeah go right ahead okay oh that's interesting so how are you gonna well how are you gonna do it things that came to mind as i was kind of listing them okay. or things that were similar to, to, to the ones and so you know like well my honorable mention is this because my number three is this or whatever but I mean, I mean, I, I have. I mean, that's just my own, my own, like you know, buggy. Okay, brain. I will. I think I'll only mention one because I'm actually 
90% certain that the other one's on your list, so I'll talk about it some other time. But one of them that didn't make it was the Spectacular Spider-Man series, and it was really close because I really love that series, and there are some really wonderful moments. And if you haven't seen it, it just ran for two seasons from uh, 2008 to 2009. Just really well done, Mm -hmm. and something that I... I hope could be revivified. I think the main reason why it was taken down was, you know, the the Sony Marvel issue. But now that Disney owns, well, I guess we'll see. Plus, you know, it gives me hope that Young Justice is revivified. But anyways, specifically the episode, the season finale of one of season one, it was episode 13, Nature versus Nurture. And it's just a big moment for Gwen and Peter. And specifically Gwen just being brave enough to show her feelings or reveal her feelings to Peter and, and put it all out there. And that's she what I know. And it starts the catalyst because season two, there's, there's so much confusion on the side of Peter. You know, he's dating Liz, but clearly he has feelings for, for Gwen. And then it ends, unfortunately the the season ends in a really bad place because Peter's ready to share his feelings. And then of course, Gwen's, you know, helping out. Good old Harry, who's got his issues. So it didn't quite make it, but that would have been... It was close. It was close. Yeah, I I absolutely went back to that show to see if there was anything I kind of plugged from there. Mm -hmm. And it's it's an honorable mention for me as well, because I didn't end up using that on my core list. Because I feel that like that like I mean if we would have if it had it more seasons it might have gotten a bit more mm-hmm. focused but like the the romantic subplots really were subplots um, mm-hmm. which is which is it kind of putting putting on a top five list but yeah I I actually forgotten that he like went out with Liz and stuff but yeah like the season mm-hmm. one finale and I love the season two finale where um the, the love triangle between him and Gwen and Harry was great yep. So I, I, I really enjoyed that too I'll actually I'll actually throw up my honorable mention right now the um Amazing Spider Man films. Uh, okay. Specifically, well, I guess yeah, both both one and two because I genuinely adored the Peter and Gwen relationship in that one. You're not gonna see any Gwen, Gwen picks on my on my. Well, you <gasps> might actually. <laughs> betrayal. No betrayal. No, not a betrayal. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I'll take that back because I, I, I may have spoken too soon. But I think not not to start a conversation, but like I think that like this sort of like revival of Gwen's popularity, or I should say like the start of Gwen's popularity right now really stems from Emma Stone's portrayal. Of course, she and Angie Garfield were dating during those films, but like mm-hmm. the chemistry is just unbeatable mm-hmm. in those two movies. And I was watching scenes like um from the first one where he's fighting the lizard and he like pulls the reins. He's like, I'm going to throw her off the roof now. She's like, what? And he like tosses her off and like swings her around. And um, and the second one where like he like webs her hand to the car and she, she yells, Peter! Then smacks her mouth shut. Like they had just great, terrific moments. And you really believed in the relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, more so than others, I think. So like uh, those are sure. those are my honorable mentions from the media. Poor Gwen. I guess we'll have to end this with the discussion of Gwen versus Mary Jane. Ooh! <laughs> where are my brass knuckles? Uh, oh, my cestus. Okay. Pistols at dawn. So yeah, I will give my number five then. And it's actually from the classic Spider-Man the Animated Series. Excellent, excellent. Which began in 1994, but this one I'm looking at 1997. It's the season four episode, The Lizard King, which was episode 10. It's 
And Peter proposes, and Mary Jane ends up accepting. Of course, Anna Watson doesn't like this at all. And, of course, it's not like a happy little uplifting episode right off the bat because Kirk Connors gets into some difficulty because there are three giant lizards who end up kidnapping him. Then Mary Jane and Martha Connors are are working together along with Spider-Man to help that whole situation out. And it's funny because at the end, Spider-Man says, you know, With all my powers, it took two normal women to take down the lizard. I've never been so ashamed. I know. And, And then Mary Jane's like, what's wrong with that? But what's nice is I think there is just... Number one, it's coming right after Spider-Man revealed his identity to Mary Jane because I think the episode before is the haunting of Mary Jane with all that bizarre robot (laughs) actress lady. That also, yeah. So there's trust built in this episode as well as I think using the Martha and Kurt Connors relationship to show the dangers of what a potential relationship could be between Mary Jane and Peter, but really what love can do because of what Martha is doing to try and help her husband. And I think Mary Jane learned so much from Martha about that. And then at the very end, you have this lovely scene between Peter and Mary Jane that Peter recognizes the dangers, but Mary Jane is is willing to go along with him and, and face those dangers together. So that I, it's just a very beautiful thing. Now, the only unfortunate thing is that this is not the true Mary Jane at this time. <laughs> <laughs> but we shan't can. talk about that. But it's just, yeah, it's great. And I think... Just to talk about the animated series as a whole is hard because there are some really fun and um, shipperific episodes, especially with Black Cat, I think. But I had to go, I think, with the Mary Jane one, and, and it came down to this one. Yeah, absolutely. No, it's another like, – like when Josh and I were kind of like uh, pre-gaming this, we were thinking like, what about the animated series? And um, uh, what I remember from that I, – I mean I, I reviewed the entire series on the crawl space. I every episode, so I definitely remember this. But like the biggest thing that, that I remember – is like the episode before spider-man says to mary jane mary jane all this danger makes me realize just how much you mean to me he like touches her face and she's like uh i'm flattered spider-man but i'm in love with another guy peter parker yeah and he's like yoinking he's like mm-hmm. takes his mask off yep, and, yep. and then like um he takes her on the, on the top of a gargoyle and says so that's why i'm spider-man now will you marry me and then she really just jumps off the building <laughs> and he, i and remember yep 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 he says, why would you do that? To, to, to see if you were always going to be there for me. And you will. I will marry you. It's, just like, it's a very hilarious sequence of events. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I, I, I enjoy it. It's a good choice. Yeah. So I suppose my number five, mm-hmm. it's, it's now time for that. <laughs> <laughs> and um, 
I will choose one that I kind of settled on. Do you like, even know what your list is? I have it right in front of me. Well, you're like dancing around. You're saying things that ha- lead me to believe you only created your list 30 minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> I had to constantly erase them and kind of start over again. Oh, I, was, I, was, I will say that like um, you said that like uh, you were looking forward to this topic, but you found it to be frustrating because there's a lot to choose from. There is. And I will say that I underestimated that because I was, I was, I was when I, got, I came down to it like this week, we, we decided to like record the day we are like several days ago. Right. I was like, okay, let's do this. And I was, I was like, this is actually really tricky. <laughs> My number five is actually was, was the last one to be to be figured out. It is Spider-Man the Black Cat from Peter Parker, the Spectacular Spider-Man. Um, it's a, the Bill Mantlo era from like the early 80s. Um, and I'm looking at like actually the issue. I don't know if you've read this, but it's, it's issue 87. The cover to this comic book is Peter taking his mask off, but we, we it's like the, we, we've seen the back of him, and Black Cat is looking horrified. <laughs> and um, the Black Cat and Spider-Man relationship is, is, is I want to say it's controversial, but it's po- polarizing because the big thing about her is that she likes Spider-Man more than Peter mm-hmm. Parker. Which I brought up in the Tim and Steph and whatchamacallit discussion. Well, yeah, well, well, yeah. That's, that's true. I, I, was actually, I was actually texting Josh. I, I'll never mention him again. I promise. But like, um, I was saying mm. when I was when I was rereading these comics, I was like, this is exactly like Tim and Spoiler back oh, in the. I told you. <laughs> you did. <laughs> but um, what ha- I mean, what what happened was that like uh, the lead up to this is that they battled Doctor Octopus and the Owl, and they've been like you know fighting crime. She's a former uh, cat burglar. And they fall in love with each other, but he's not, you know, not been honest with who he is. And at one point, uh, they're in a battle, and she got shot up by a bunch of like Doc Ock's henchmen, mm-hmm. and and she was in the hospital, and that really made Spider-Man realize that he was in love with her. Like he couldn't, he could barely like, kind of go through school and stuff. He was always like spending time with her and away from his friends and family. And when she got out, they they kind of you know said we're going to be together. And she said, okay, now are you going to tell me where you live? And at first, he's like, yeah, he's like, well, I don't know about that, but like, um. He's like, yeah, what the heck with it? And he and you see in this issue, issue eighty seven of Peter Parker, that all the girl, you know, all the girls that I've ever gone out with, you know, they only liked Peter Parker. You know, Mary Jane, Gwen, Deborah, Whitman, uh, Liz Allen. Like, it's really, it's really freeing to be with somebody who likes me for Spider Man, the person I, I, I enjoy being more, even though he makes Peter Parker have a lot of problems. And like, um, when you read this, I mean, my cat can be very shallow at times. In fact, she's shallow in this issue. But like she, she genuinely loves Spider Man. It's not a put on. It's not a trick. Like she absolutely loves him. So he swings over to like his um, Chelsea apartment, and they land on his rooftop. And she's like, "Wait, this is where you live?" And he's like, "Yeah, this is this is like you know the skylight to my room." And she's like, "I, I was expecting um, more of a spider cave or, or a fortress of spidey-tude. not a but but bathroom." And like um, this kind of an early warning sign. So they jump in the the, the apartment. And she's kind of like you can see on her face she's looking disgusted. She's like, uh, "Why aren't you rich? You're Spider Man." And he's like, "Well, I, I was a high school student who, who lived with my aunt and uncle because I was an orphan. Then I was in, I got bit by a spider and my uncle got killed when I could have stopped it. And then like he's slowly taking off his mask and says, "I'm not Spider Man for fame and fortune. I don't do it for the thrill or the danger. I do it because of great power, great responsibility. I, Peter Parker, and and Black Cat is like, Spider, your mask, please put it back on." But I love you, Black Cat, and I love you, Spider Man. And like, is that, is that this actually kind of sounds pathetic and sad, and it is. 
but like um once he's like oh i get it you like spider-man more than peter parker and like she's a, she's instantly like on top of it she's like yes that's right you're mad you man of mystery like so they're still together for like another 25 issues and it's interesting because like i think it is when you consider like you know how much you know the, the women like peter but don't like spider-man mm-hmm. it is interesting seeing that dynamic play out like in earnest it's not I mean, it's just different. It's not, you know, kind of a scheme because later on, you know, she goes back and forth on her loyalties and she's with the Puma and stuff. And then like, you know, the mind wipe happened. But like here, it's, I mean, she's, she is in absolute head over heels in love with Spider-Man. When they're fighting crime and like swinging through the city, like she's like on cloud nine. But when he's Peter Parker, she's just like, can't even look at him. And, and that's fascinating. So um, I was rereading this recently and I'm like, this is actually really, really good stuff. So yeah, this is my number five. I've actually not spent too much time in Spectacular Spider-Man or Spectacular Peter Parker. Spectacular Spider-Man, Peter, Peter Parker. Okay. <laughs> Woo! Uh, only with crossovers and things like that, which which I regret, but I think I'd be overwhelmed if all of a sudden I'm starting from and I'm seeing everything and the Marvel tie-ins and all that stuff. It could be overwhelming. So maybe once I read Up to the Modern Era with Amazing Spider-Man, I will uh, go back and do uh, Spec Spidey. This, yeah, whew. (laughs) I, yeah, this is something I always go back to. I think about this sort of relationship a lot when I'm discussing other heroes. It's sort of like the model that I I use as an example because of this duality and, and the fact that Black Cat loves one but not the other. And, you know, is Peter Parker really that distinct from (laughs) Spider-Man? You know, I feel like he's not like Batman, but it seems like he's made out to be just a a completely different person. But I always, I do like the Peter Parker black cat relationship, or I should say Spider-Man black cat relationship. I don't see them as, you know, my one true pair for Spider-Man, but I think that there's certainly like a a sensuality about it and something that, you know, certainly gives me some butterflies. But it's sad that, you know, it's clear that you even said warning signs there. It's clear that they're not meant to be together if she can only accept one half of his his identity and you kind of wonder what he likes her for uh, i guess there's a camaraderie and they're able to spend the nightlife together which it is very similar to tim and steph in that way because tim and ariana ariana can't you know fly around the rooftops together so i think they're special and being able to share that part of the life but not the other part so that's sad. well, well yeah because like um when you read this stuff, like you, you, you get to this, it's a real, the the relationship has real personality because you know he almost lost her, and they're risking their lives, and she kind of had a change of you know she stopped being a cr- criminal and stuff. It's not, I mean, like I, I like a lot of the romances of Spider Man, but it's not just simple attraction initially. Mm-hmm. Like they they've mm-hmm. been through stuff together, so like when he makes this big milestone for her, and it's that you know that kind of like you know hard turn right where it's like I, I like you with your mask on, like Ooh, yeah. it's it's like. Wow, that 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 you don't, you don't, I mean, you, everyone who kind of knows the Black Cat Spider-Man relationship kind of knows this aspect of it. But when you're reading it, it kind of comes as a surprise because they're so earnestly in love. And you know, in the moment that like she uh, signals that she doesn't like Peter Parker, it's kind of like you know, like kind of like you know, the red the, the red warning flag. Okay, this will never work out. But um, mm-hmm. and it's kind of tragic in that way. I would recommend it. Um, I'm, I'm actually reading from a Essential Peter Parker Spider-Man Volume Four. Um, which is, I don't know if it's out of print, but like, I know they're not doing the essentials anymore. But like, um, yeah, that's that's where a lot of the meat of this stuff is. And it's really, really good. I have some essentials and then others I have digitally. So that's how I'm reading it. But 
Yeah, I think they they're getting rid of essentials and now doing the epic collections. Yeah, which is interesting because I mean I love the essentials. I lived by those for years, but mm-hmm. um. I mean, I I got like the Tombstone collection and like the when he had Cosmic Powers collection. So they've been kind of like choice storylines. Yeah. But they're more expensive because they're color. I yes, really love the are. essentials. Yep. 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 So gosh. That's a good one. Thank you. We're now on to our number fours, and this one was tough. Four and three, tough for me. <sighs> number four is a comic, and. This is one of those times where my <laughs> my love for it has ranked it slightly lower than like the actual art form potentially deserves. This is Sensational Spider-Man Annual Number One, and it was the annual from 2006 to 2007. Hmm. It was written by Matt Fraction with oh. art by yes Salvador Larocca. You know what it is. Oh you sure, know yeah. What it is, yeah. So this takes place at a very crucial point because spider-man at this point is back in black so it's post-civil war and he is currently wanted because he switched from the pro-registration side to the anti-registration side but unfortunately he had already unmasked so people know who he is and it's uh, leading into one more day so this is almost like the last chance you're gonna get for spider-man and mary jane marriage or peter parker and mary jane marriage What's beautiful about that? There's several layers of this. is is beautiful. Number one is the fact that both Mary Jane and Peter are in these tricky situations. Mary Jane is actually sort of entrapped, not really entrapped, I guess, but she's like a trap is sprung upon her, and they're basically saying, "Give your husband up right now. He's wanted by people of Shield." And she can have immunity, Aunt May can have immunity. Okay, so we've got that. And then on the other side of town, potentially, uh, Peter Parker goes to someone, a law enforcement officer, and is willing to, he wants to give himself up in order to get immunity for Mary Jane and Aunt May. So (laughs) we've got these two different things. So meanwhile, as all of this is happening, both of them are flashing back to certain moments in their poignant moments in their history uh some of them of course you know gwen is obviously involved there and the art is lovely because salvador la Roca is using uh romita-esque flashback sequences to show these these moments here one of them is really cute because mary j makes a mixtape for peter parker and then she asks him to make one for her you know of something that means something to him and he makes one but it's of a lecture on i think it's magnetic forces and she's like (laughs) you know that wasn't the point of it but he's also thinking oh my gosh you know magnetic force you know there's something underlying about that so it's just like weird tension of they both like each other but they're like their signals are getting crossed and I I guess the climax of it was an issue where I think Robbie yeah Robbie and Peter are going to go to France and so this is I think the first kiss that Peter and MJ have at the airport and so you get to see that yeah Uh, in the end Peter is able to free Mary Jane and then they go up to a highest tower and they sort of you know Almost renew their vows, but not really. They just talk about how much they love each other, and it's just sad in the fact that, you know, or poignant, I guess, really emotionally. Um, whew, overwhelming. But it's it's just, it's beautiful. 
it's beautiful because of the sacrifice. I, I think the self-sacrifice that Peter's willing to make, the love that Mary Jane shows and, and her loyalty to her husband as well as uh, the family with, with Aunt May, and then the flashbacks and how they got together. It's a really beautiful tale and uh, one of my favorites. So that's my number four. <laughs> Ooh, I mean, yeah, this was like... Uh... And it kind of became unexpected. Like I would, I would hesitate to say it's a classic, but like I remember when this came out. This was an instant smash of a story, mm. um, and I think that like we, we all knew it was coming. It was such a great celebration of the relationship in a way that like because Matt Fraction is a terrific writer. Yeah, but I think and it was before he was really well known. I would agree. Yeah, this is before um, probably even Iron Fist. Yeah, yeah, because it's two thousand six. But yeah, he he really really knocked this out and. In the, I mean, because Mary Jane and Peter's relationship was written, I think, the best in the 2000s, in my opinion. Because whether you like the marriage or not, you know, you have it written before they got married in the 80s. You have it written in the 90s, which was most prolific. But it was also very stressful because, you know, the clone saga and him losing his mind because of the robot parents and, him, you know, her being presumed dead. There was a lot of stress going on because of, you know, storytelling. But, like, in the 2000s, I, th- I actually find it to be the best and, and that would be reflected on my list now nah. <laughs> no this is i thought i thought this was i remember reading this for the first time uh at the original location of my comic store store i was like gosh that was, this is a really 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 great story and i remember like early on listening to the crawl space a couple of years later people referring back to the story it's like yeah i really i really like that story too i've not read it too often since then but like mm. it's a great choice and i think that like and i'm actually kicking myself for not not thinking about including it on my list how as well how dare you how dare you how dare i everything i do is a slight but uh, <laughs> no yeah yeah i'm flipping through right now this this is this is awesome uh great choice great uh great Thank you. terrific choice so my number four. Let's see. I'm trying to like uh, uh, make sure the of the order. Okay. Yes. I <laughs> I, I meant. <laughs> oh, I'm still convinced you have no idea what you're doing. <laughs> I'm not. I'm, I don't know what to say. To that that wouldn't be either like mean or true. <laughs> uh, <laughs> my. Number four is the it's, it's I want to say it's a trait exactly, but it is a, like the Black Cat Spider Man one, a series of issues between ASM Volume Two uh, number forty through forty five, which collects like which is Volume Three um, until the stars turn cold, and it's basically during the John uh, the J Michael Straczynski era mm. where John Romita Jr. was writing it, and so for context, uh, Mary Mary Jane left Spider-Man at the end of the 90s or maybe the early 2000s like before the Strange run basically kind of kind of you know kind of clear head because she had been through a lot and so they've been separated for a while now and Peter had had at first took it in stride but he's 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 increasingly hurting because she's been gone and it, and James has kind of built this up and there was this one story where she agreed to kind of come in and visit because she was she was filming something in New York that they're going to try to talk uh, Maid was going to set it up, and Peter and her were going to kind of try to like work things out. And he was very, very nervous about it. Um, and because he's Spider-Man, you know, something happens and he misses it. In fact, he was like, um, 
long story short, he's sort of this sort of ghost astral form where time ran differently, and he didn't mean to miss the appointment, but he ended up missing her and kind of like was floating around while she was kind of flying back on her plane and kind of yelling at her that he he loves her, he loves her, but like she couldn't hear him. And that in itself is like very dramatic and sad um, and beautiful. Um, the last panel is kind of him like just kind of floating in the sky while she flies away. And the next arc, he and Aunt May go to California so he can try to explain and apologize. Unfortunately, Dr. Octopus is there. So a fight ensues between him and a guy called Carlisle. So Peter has to run off to be Spider-Man again. And he's trapped under like a destroyed hotel. And uh, while Doc Ock and the new guy kind of you know go over to like the Hollywood set where Mary Jane is filming this movie. She's filming a movie called like The Amazing Lobster Man where she plays a love interest. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> Which is pretty awesome. And like it, she like says like, oh, Peter, if you laugh, I'll kill you and that kind of stuff. But it's, it's it's really great, and uh, there's a scene of Peter having to lift the entire hotel to kind of get get back and save Aunt May and Mary Jane. There's a scene of Doctor Octopus uh, meeting Aunt May for the first time, and she like uh, recognizes that he's been a supervillain. But really, the the reason to kind of read this is kind of see more of the uh, sort of this subtle hurt that's going on between Peter and Mary Jane at the time. And the last the last page I really like where he apologizes and she's like, I understand you're Spider-Man. I just need more time to kind of figure myself out. And I can't be second place. And he's like, I, I understand, but I can't help being in love with you. Mm. And she says, I just, I just need time. Can you promise me that? And he says, I'll wait for you as long as you need until the stars turn cold and fall from the sky, whichever comes first. And I've always loved that scene. I've always thought it was, it was, it was terrific. And I really... The JMS run is my favorite Spider-Man run. That is my favorite uh, writer on Spider-Man because I thought that like not only did he write the Peter and Mary Jane relationship terrifically, but I just thought that the, the characters were really sympathetic and everything read adult and mature while still being you know, while still feeling like Spider-Man. So, um, and I did just that line, you know, the stars turn cold and fall from the sky. I, I absolutely love. So uh, this run of issues where he and Mary Jane are separated, but they're trying, they kind of want to get back together. I really like, so that's my number uh, four. I feel like I haven't read too much in this particular era. I've read at, cause you said, what year was this specifically? Oh, this would have been 2000 and I think it's 2003. Let me just double check that. 2000, okay. oh, this is 2002. Okay. Yeah. So you're in a unfortunate shadowy gap. Uh, of my uh, my reading history, though this sounds really, really, really familiar because at once I started really getting back into comics during Civil War, I think I was spottily catching up on other things. So it just sounds like the astral form when you mentioned that. That sounds familiar, and Mary Jane and him being separated. So yes, I don't know, but that sounds very tender and also hard and. That's why I like the marriage because it wasn't portrayed, I think, as this unrealistic thing. But they actually had troubles. They had troubles not only as like a superhero couple, but as a real life couple that any couple would potentially have. But they kept coming back to each other, which is why, you know, potentially Mary Jane is the one. But I'll have to check mm-hmm. that out. I know JMS, he, he, his run is pretty well lauded by many. I think it's polarizing because, like, I remember, like, on Crawlspace, like, nobody else liked JMS except for, like, me and Chris and Kevin. Everyone else was like, 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 like Josh was like, well, Betty and Flash weren't in it, so it sucks. And, like, so whatever. But, like, um, and, like, Brad ragged on it. But, like, I, I genuinely love it. And, um, and it, that wasn't, I was, I was reading Spider Man by the time he was on the book. But, like, the Moreland stuff I loved and 
I think I, th- I think that he's the best writer of the marriage period. Like it's not even a contest. Um, it's like between him and David Michelini. But like, um, mm. but seriously, like I mean, like, uh, and there's there's a lot of humor too. He's telling Mary Jane why he missed her because of Spider Man stuff, and she's like, wait a minute. We're talking about you being Spider-Man in front of Aunt May, and Aunt May, who knew who knew who Peter was at the time, <sighs> she was she was like, yeah, well, yeah, well, Peter told me. I thought he told you that he told me, and she's like, no. And they both look at him, and Peter's like, oh, is that Pierce Brosnan over there? Yeah. So like, it's it's a lot of really fun stuff, but it's also very like uh, romantic and dramatic. Mm-hmm. I will say that all of my choices are romantic, but if there was a, if I was doing platonic. I would have chosen that one, and I don't know that I've read it all, but that image, that panel really sticks with me where Peter is, like, beat up with all the bandages and Aunt May is there. Do you know what panel I'm talking about? Like, I think that's oh, the absolutely. moment that it's all revealed. Yeah, so that's, you just reminded me about the whole Aunt May situation, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, absolutely, yeah, totally. yeah okay. he's, he's a great Aunt May writer as well. Whew. <laughs> I'm getting butterflies just, just reading it. Oh, man. At least I'm not alone. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm going to... A bit of a cop-out for my number three. Bit of a cop-out. I'll explain how. Cop-out away. Okay. It is my show, as you always text me. Um... (laughs) Oh, boy. One of my favorite series ever. This is my number three. Spider-Man Loves Mary Jane. (laughs) I I love... (laughs) Oh my gosh! Was that the Dilophosaurus? <laughs> you have no right. You've not even scratched the surface of this beautiful book. If there's one thing I hate in the world, it's not. Go ahead. Please continue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whenever I was on Spider-Man Crossbase, and someone would ask me about you know something to read, hands down, just like I do now with Back Row Year One, I would always recommend this feel like it's a, it's a winner uh so it ran 2005 to 2007 that's the original run probably 2008 was uh season two which we don't speak about but the primarily uh what i'm going to be talking about was written by sean mckeever with art by takeshi miyazawa love it so we've got the mary jane miniseries which is four issues and then Mary Jane Homecoming, which is a sequel to that, which was also four issues. And then that went into Spider-Man Loves Mary Jane, which was 20 issues. Mary Jane is primarily, she's the lead character. And what's great about her is, I think, true to life, you know, Mary Jane very much portrays a party girl. But deep down, there's, like, something else going on. And you sort of, throughout the series, suss out who the Mary Jane character actually is. And she tries to get through to her actual feelings and, and stops trying to pretend for everybody. I would say the longest relationship she has in this book is with Harry. But she's tutored by Peter. She has a crush on Spider-Man. At one point, she is about to go on a date with Spider-Man, and Peter shows up on her doorstep and says, don't go on a date with Spider-Man, go on a date with me. She does not. She, like, pretends that he's joking, you know, one of those awkward things, <laughs> to make it less awkward. And she's like, oh, you're such a kidder, and then goes off with Spider-Man. <sighs> Little does she know. Yeah, I know. Little does she know that she actually really likes Peter. Unfortunately, once she realizes that she has this 
these deep feelings for Peter. Gwen Stacy pops up in the story, and now um, ah. they start dating. I know. So now there's like this love triangle. Mary Jane goes back to Harry at one point, and so they just never have this time together. But they, whenever they see each other in the hall, you, it's clear how much they like each other. And at the very end of the twenty issue series, they're sitting on a bench. They're finally. It's been a while since they've talked or interacted and they're just uh talking as old friends and saying you know how much they missed each other and then mary jane Mar- mary jane is is moving her hand towards peter but that's where it ends and then as far as i know season two does not pick up there but i did not reread that for my rereading because i remember that i was disheartened by it so i only stuck with this one but there are so many shipping moments throughout with many different people potentially flash and liz are dating but flash also has feelings for mary jane which causes some issues because mary jane and liz so it's very high school almost but it's very sweet high school and i just love the development of the peter and mary jane relationship here starting off as study buddies which is really you know Mary Jane asking Peter for for homework and math help and then developing into something more where she can trust him with things and and he can as well even though he doesn't there's at one point a really bad moment where Mary Jane thinks that he told Gwen his big secret but he only said about the photography thing and Mary Jane's really hurt by this but it's just it's a really a uh, fascinating look into Mary Jane because I think um, she's potentially a character that we don't get to see as much and as deeply as we could. I think, at least in the past tales that I've been reading, because she very much does wear this party girl persona. So you get you get to go through that and see what she's really like and her struggles, and then just this really sweet high school relationship that's also really tense and frustrating for the reader because you want them to get together, but there are all these things that are coming in between them, which is potentially what happens. So... Whew, it's you know it's all ages, but I think that it really does mean all ages that adults can enjoy it too. And it's just really it's a really beautiful tale, and it it holds a very special place in my heart. And I was super excited when when Don did you know throw this really weird thing that we were going to do this shipper special. I already knew like oh well I've got to read Sensational Annual again, and I've got to read uh, all of that again. But I was super excited <laughs> to reread that because it had been a couple years. I'm very curious. What what about season two? Do uh, do you remember not liking? <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't really pick up and or push forward the the story details. I think or the threads that were left open with season one. Like you were, I was expecting her and Peter to be together, and I think it went off on just another trail and it almost seemed like it was a completely different story starting over. But it's been a while, and I don't want to like miswrite it. But I, I just remember being really disappointed with it. Okay, yeah, I wasn't aware of that. I will say that if you remember when Spider-Man 3 was coming and then came and then came out, there was a big – Mary Jane was a very popular character in Marvel Comics. I would argue that at the time she was Marvel's most popular female character, period, whether she was a hero or not. And she wasn't really a hero, but like between the Mary Jane, the Spider-Man's Mary Jane comic books, the Mary Jane novels – like the magazines where it had like kind of Mary Jane fashion tips and stuff and like her mm. appearing. I remember very explicitly Marvel kind of pushing her to be kind of be seen as like, you know, the Marvel female character. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like I, I just remember that being an era and this being, and honestly, I have always meant to read this book. I mean, you've, you've like 
demanded that I do. I know. I do stuff for you. I watched Robotech for you, sir. What, you would regret it? <laughs> but I did. I wanted to show you my love, and I did that, and you won't do this for me. And I watched all of Magic, Magical High School, so... <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Don't say I've never done anything for you. That's true. But uh, no, I mean, but honestly, I mean, I love uh, Takeshi Miyazawa. I, I love his work on um, Ms. Marvel. And oh yes, I like yep. the idea of a you know kind of like romance Spider-Man comic from someone else's perspective. So honestly, my my my, my lack of reading has only come from like just. I'm forgetting about it. It's kind of this lack of inertia. But like, I've never. I've, 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 I'm joking. I, I've never been against the book. But I, I like the, when I heard that. Like, oh, they're introducing like you know Harry Osborn and I know Firestar is in the book and stuff. I think that like when it was coming out, I would like glance at an issue too. Like, I remember seeing Firestar there, and I remember like doesn't like Ned yep. Leeds show up in the book? Ned Leeds does show up. Yes. Right. So I I definitely remember it's it's time. Um, so yeah, and I, and I, I, it was only a matter of time when this, when this book was going to be picked. Yeah, no, it's it, it's a it's a strong choice, and I think it's a strong recommendation. And I also think that it's a strong way to kind of, um, with the premise being Mary Jane pretending to be this party girl, but having you know having a deeper personality behind that, and having it be a romance book. That's a really cool idea for a comic. So I'm surprised. Was it was it canceled and then relaunched, or, or was it always meant to be only? Yeah, no, I think it was. Yeah, relaunched. There was like a gap of time. Okay, okay, that's that's, that's unfortunate. Um, but yeah, it was very much during kind of like the mid to late two thousands when Mary Jane was pretty much like what what Gwen Stacy came to be uh, post two thousand fourteen, like kind of you know the it girl of, of Marvel Comics mm. at the time. Um, so yeah, very strong choice, not on my list, but that's that's my fault. <laughs> yeah, it is your fault. <laughs> I said that so you could say those exact words and feel oh, okay. feel good about yourself. <laughs> Honorable mention, I want to throw out there. Ooh. Again, another one from uh, the 90s Spider-Man series. It is basically like like um, kind of the tragedy episodes. When, like, you know, Turning Point, when Mary Jane falls into the time dilation portal, which is basically mm-hmm. their version of the night when Stacy died. Uh, the Return of Hydra-Man Part Two reveals that the, the Spider-Man that Mary Jane that, that the Spider-Man that the Mary Jane that Spider-Man had married last season turned to be a water clone, yeah. <laughs> which I know is risible, but like it's actually one of the it's it's probably the most heartbreaking scene in the series. The episode where Black Cat leaves Spider-Man, they were kind of starting a romance to fight vampire crime with Blade. <gasps> That's right. Yes. And he goes, Cat! And, like, he and Terry Lee are sitting on the sidewalk heartbroken because, yeah. like, Blade left her. Like, 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 there's some great romance. They, they handled romance the best. I would argue that until the 90s show, all Spider-Man cartoons are basically just action cartoons. You really didn't get... I mean, you would date characters, but you really wouldn't get the dual dynamic of his double identity mm-hmm. and it was handled perfectly uh, or near, per- near near perfection in the 90s show and again in the uh, Spec Spidey cartoon um, so shout out to the 90s show because I, I, I definitely wanted to include that there I almost included one of the, the Hydra Man ones I was, try- I was going back and forth because I always remember that time when she's been kidnapped and she uses what Peter has talked to her about to make the fireworks Remember, she yeah. mixes the chemicals, and I'm like, oh, that always gets to me. I really like that. Brother, you sound like my friend Peter Parker. Hey, don't insult me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, no, yeah, that, that, that was that was excellent. I mean, like, um, I always say that, like, uh, 
when I when I read Batman comics, I hear Kevin Conroy, Lauren Wester, Tara Strong, um, Mark Hamill. When I read Spider Man, it's always uh, Christopher Daniel Barnes. Mm. Um, without yeah. fail, Mary Jane. I think that like I like my favorite voice actress for her is Vanessa Marshall from the Spectacular <gasps> Spider Man cartoon. Oh yes. I think that like she has a better, more sultry voice that's natural to the character than I think um, Sarah Ballantyne's kind of more lighthearted voice was. Yeah, the '90s show. It, it, it needs to be reminded people who, do, who don't know better because like, oh, that '90s show. I hear it so cool. <laughs> High five, guys! No, it's actually it's not the best cartoon. I think Spider-Man is better, but it's my favorite. Sure. Yeah, I have so many action figures from that show. <laughs> oh man, we had like the um, we had the Daily Bugle. My brother and I, we had like... <gasps> the playset? Yes! Did you have it too? No, oh. I did not have the playset. Didn't it have like a bugle van? I don't... Maybe. I don't remember a van, but I just remember kind of like like a fold-out bugle building. Yeah. And it was like a rope hanging down from somewhere. Yeah, like, like a pole for experiment <laughs> to kind of swing up yeah. back and forth. Um, and we had the Scorpion Spider Slayer. <gasps> pretty, yes! Yes, yes, yes. It's pretty lit. Anyway... Um, enough stalling. My number three... <laughs> and I, I don't think you'll be surprised, because we talked about this. Spider-Man Blue. Oh, what's that? What? <gasps> Yo! <laughs> <laughs> I thought you said you read it. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> you lied to me again. Oh, why you always gotta lie to Donnie? So, Spider-Man Blue is a six-issue miniseries by Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale. Um, this is part of the Marvel color books that he was doing, because he did Spider-Man Blue, Hulk, Gray, Daredevil, Yellow, Captain America, White, and I think that's all. I don't think he did an Iron Man one. Like, I remember, like, like, the Captain America one was about him and Bucky, the Daredevil one was about him and Karen Page. I've not read Hulk Gray, so I don't know what that's about. This is uh, about this is about this is Spider-Man remembering falling in love with Gwen Stacy, and it's told in a modern perspective, but it's it's retelling actual issues of Amazing Spider-Man that that did occur. So like when he's like like thinking about Mary Jane and Gwen Stacy and fighting the Rhino, ostensibly those events did happen in the original comics, and I can confirm that because I read that. I will say right up front that like I've always loved this series, but it, it has a host of problems. <laughs> the continuity is 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 janked. The continuity is is all over the place because yes, he does fight the rhino and the lizard and Craven the Hunter and who else? <laughs> the vulture. But like the, the the order of the events are kind of crazy. Like like Loeb kind of rewrites some things, like Adrian Toomes is in there when he wasn't at the time. And, you know, something, you know, something's happened, something's, you know, that are different. Like, like, like Flash decides to go to the army as opposed to being drafted, which you understand because of the time period. But um, if people were reading this story and thinking that they were be given an understanding of the original comics, it is different. And I also think that, like, I think some of the voices are a bit different. I don't, I don't know. I don't really like how he writes Peter in terms of his internal voice. It doesn't really sound like mm-hmm. Peter Parker. Like he, he calls Billy Connors the boy and stuff. It's like, I don't know if Peter would talk like that. But, like, um... I can acknowledge all of those problems and still really enjoy this book because it is so romantic. It has a great jazzy old school feel. It's going for, it's evoking that type of like kind of like sixties jazz aesthetic to it by like, you know, like all the issue titles are after like jazz songs. Like uh, My Funny Valentine, Autumn in New York, If I Had You, Anything Goes, Let's Fall in Love, All of Me. 
I think half of those are from Miles Davis. And I, and I listen to Miles Davis when I read this comic. I'm not going to lie to you. It's about him falling in love with Gwen Stacy, which, again, is a little, a little bit kind of like dubious continuity-wise. Because it kind of makes Gwen Stacy out to be this sort of unattainable goddess that she wasn't really ever. But it doesn't matter because it's still really well done. Like, what I like about this is that, like, it's it's romantic, but it, there's no, like, you know, there's not a lot of kissing or dating or stuff. It's just kind of, you know, sideways glances and, you know, silent panels and, you know, people not talking and kind of people making faces and kind of, you know, oh, I, you know, I, I wished I was out there laughing with you guys. I wonder what you thought of me if I had made the party and not, you know, been knocked out by the by Blackie Drago. And I'm you see Peter's really nervous to talk to Gwen Stacy and you see him really not sure what to do, especially when Mary Jane shows up. Um, and my favorite scene in this book is that um, he's sick with the flu. So he's in it. So he's in his uh, apartment um, that he's renting with um, Harry, and Mary Jane and Gwen Stacy both show up to like you know Mary Jane feeds him soup and Gwen Stacy wants to read him Huck Finn for some reason, and like there's a bit of a Betty Veronica kind of dynamic which I think people tend to exaggerate when they talk about the old stuff, but like it is funny and like you do see like both of them are attracted to him and he's not sure what to do, and then the vulture flies out the window and like he has to kind of shoot them away and like he's like. Argh. But like, uh, I love Spider-Man Blue. It's one of my favorite Spider-Man stories ever. Kind of messed up as it is, I really, really dig it. And uh, yeah, if you're, I, th- I think that like this is probably one of the most romantic Spider-Man stories ever done because, yeah, he fights villains and stuff, and there's no overarching subplot. But really, it's about him and Gwen Stacy and Mary Jane and kind of you know that kind of romance. It's it's a romance book, and I think I think it kills. So um, if you've not read it, you Stella. Then read it. How dare you? I actually did read this. <laughs> I I just wanted to. I always like when you shout what at me. I this was actually one of my honorable mentions. It almost made the list. It was on there for a hot second before I decided to take it off. But I really loved it. I think perhaps be, my continuity. The only time that I'm a super continuity nerd is with uh, Backroll. Because that's the only one I feel like I really have a foot to stand on. So I'm afraid I didn't really notice, you know, the continuity things. I mean, obviously with all the villains, it it seems like it's a really quick time frame. I did notice that. But I just really enjoyed the storytelling and really, really liked it. I like how Gwen and uh, Mary Jane, I guess I wouldn't call it Betty and Veronica, but just like almost rivals and, and... you know, being catty to one another. Mm-hmm. I thought that, that there were some really good lines that go back and forth between the two of them. But really, you know, my goodness, the butterflies were really flying around that last scene where uh, she comes up to his room and he's like just changing because he had just come back. And then she picks up her own valentine and asks, what's this? And he's saying, oh, I don't know, because he didn't know it's from her. And then she asks him to be her valentine and then they end up having a very passionate and 50s slash 60s era kiss it was lovely Mm. and you know very much a slow burn but i think it has such a great ending to it that it it just all builds and i think it's very similar to what happened in the actual you know silver age with with the comics because it very much was gwen kind of making eyes at peter but peter being very up in the clouds and not really noticing what was happening and then you know crossing wires and then all of a sudden they they do finally get together so i thought that it was very true to the subject uh material yeah no i i, I think that this was uh i mean 
again, like this is, and I feel like this was also when did this come out. This came out in like two thousand five, I think. It was also around the kind of the, the Mary Jane era of like Marvel comics, but um, two thousand two, two thousand three. Really, it was that early. Huh. That was my. Uh, that's what my notes. Okie dokie, but like uh. No, yeah, it, it, it's a little suspect that like um, the framing device is Peter sort of like talking to the ghost of Gwen after she um, after she died. Sure. When he is married yeah. to Mary Jane. Yeah, and and I I wonder about that, like because she even comes up and she's completely fine with it, and she even says, you know, say hi to Gwen for me. But don't you think that's hard to fight the ghost of you know girlfriend's past when you're married with someone? At some point, I feel like that'd be hard on a relationship. Well, I mean, I know that there's a story where he. Uh, I think it's like later on, like when the clone of Gwen Stacy comes back, where he says to Mary Jane, like, you know, you're not a second choice. I, I love you more than I love Gwen. But I, I understand how he feels. Like he's, it's, it's one of those things, like where he's never going to kind of really get over what happened to Gwen. And he can't help himself. But like, it, this does take place on Valentine's Day, so shouldn't they, they like be out together? As opposed to kind of him creepily sitting in the attic. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's just yeah. amusing. Yep. Did you talk much about the art? Uh, not enough. Uh, I think the art is is awesome. I really, and it's weird because Tim Sale has such a very distinctive kind of like. I'm not sure how to describe his style. It's some, it's sometimes cartoony. It's really like well realized and kind of be realistic, but also kind of like exaggerated. And, and again, it evokes a kind of like '60s feel without feeling like it's period. I don't know if Peter, mm-hmm. you know, dresses in that business suit that he did in the original issues ever, but like they all, everyone looks like they're. <laughs> it's like. It's like they, they they actually exist in the 60s, like, realistically, as opposed to, like, you know, fiction Hollywood 60s. Um, like, them in the, you know, waiting for the homecoming, uh, like, the housewarming party, like, where it's snowing outside. Like, it looks like it's the 60s, but it looks like it would be the 60s from, like, reality and not, like, uh, from Marvel Comics back then. So, um, what, do you, what, do you think about, what do you think about the artwork? Oh, absolutely. I, I really love Tim Sale. I think I've li- loved everything that he's done. Probably the first thing that I've really read of his was batman the long halloween and so yet you can i don't think i could describe his art but you can always tell that it's tim sale but what i like is that he he very much i think um pays homage to steve ditko and certain details especially gwen's eyebrows (laughs) because you know our mutual friend i always say that he has um ditko eyes so yeah that that's certainly something but yeah he makes very beautiful very beautiful women i think mary jane and and gwen are both um just gorgeous in this absolutely i love this i love this uh in in issue three after you you met mary jane and she's like meeting flash and harry everybody and it was like who is that and like she's kind of just giving these sideways glances and Gwen's kind of generally being silent, and like there's a there's a shot where they leave, and you see kind of Gwen in the on the very bottom right corner, kind of like by Peter. Like it's it's, it's really like like the artwork and the storytelling is terrific. Like the way that like the art goes along with the the dialogue, which sounds really basic, but like yeah, like it's it's very very um, well organized. And I don't know how close mm-hmm. these writers. I mean, I know that like, they work together all the time, but I'm not sure how much close and co- correspondence they were towards each other. But like. It's, sure. it's, it's like telepathic, you know what I mean? Yeah, yep. Well, my number two is in fact a visual form. <laughs> I guess that that's unfair because that's all the things we've done. It's a moving picture. And it is actually Amazing Spider-Man, number one. Okay. Starring, yes, Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone, which of course came out in 2012.
was going to arrest me at one point. No, I wouldn't have let him arrest you. What happened to your face? I want to tell you something. Oh. <laughs> okay. I've been bitten. I'll tell you this one thing, I gotta tell you this one thing, and it's, it's about the, the vigilante and the car thief, alright? Oh, okay. Yeah. No, 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 don't, no, don't, no. Okay, no, forget that, I'm not gonna talk about it, I'm gonna talk, I'm gonna talk about me, okay? What about you? It's impossible. I, I wish I could just... I can't, it's hard to say. Just say. No, I don't know. Spider-Man crawlspace, I think, when the news was coming out about Andrew Garfield. I don't think I was very positive or hip to him when I was on the crawlspace. Um, I remember we had random segments about... I vividly remember... Tell me if I'm wrong, but you probably remember this, too. I guess there's there's that scene where... No, <laughs> never mind. But I remember that they talked about, like, Spider-Man's crotch. Didn't they on Spider-Man Crawlspace? Didn't we have a segment about it on the suit and all of that stuff? And we were wondering what he was doing. Or maybe it was one of those out-of-context <laughs> pictures that Brad sometimes pops up on the website. Do you remember this? Why are you laughing? Why am I laughing? Because, like, <laughs> Is it true or am I making this up? It's, you're not making this up. Well, well because, okay. like, like um, if you remember in the movie, actually, we, we watched this, like, uh, he, like... Kind of gets the, gets the guy in kind of a, like a, a neck hold with his legs, and he yells yes. in the car. Right? Yeah, but like, but like one of the set photos was him, like you know, literally scissoring the guy with, with his legs in in the uh, on the neck, and like I know that like uh-huh. they, you know they couldn't get enough of that because and like in the costume, yes. See, his his, uh, his buttocks were like padded for for extra grip action. I'm not sure why. <laughs> <laughs> sure, but anyways, yeah. So. Uh, all that to say that I wasn't too hip to him. It might have been the influences of other people. Who knows? But here, uh, once I actually saw it, I really enjoyed um, Andrew's uh, portrayal of him. I think it, it was different from the Tobey Maguire, which, you know, I, I think it should be. But I think it also had that shy and awkward 
teenager guy. Um, he was perhaps a little more angsty than than Peter, but that that's okay. And so the development of his relationship with Gwen, I just really enjoyed. It, it is a little weird, though, when you think about it, because they've probably been in class all year, but it's just taken this one moment for them to actually, you know, start talking to each other. But... That rooftop kiss, I think, is one of my favorite moments in the Amazing Spider-Man series. Just how awkward it is. He's trying to get his feelings out. It's exactly like the Sensational Spider-Man annual that I was talking about. You know, he's talking, he says something like, I've been bitten. And then he's, you know, like basically smacking his head. And she's like, I am too. And clearly they're talking about two different things. And it's just not working out. And then he ends up uh, webbing her and, you know, and then they have a lovely kiss. And later on, it's, you know, it's got that serious development also where she's tending his wounds, which, I mean, how more, how much more intimate can you get than that? Like I said, you know, that Aunt May and, and Peter Parker scene, her seeing him like that, or I'm sure Mary Jane's tended his wounds as well. You know, that's just, whoo, because you're so vulnerable and that that person is, is serving you and healing you. So it was a big scene, but also her showing her fears uh, of that relationship because, you know, she likens it to her father, that she doesn't know if her father's going to come back or alive. So it's very similar to Peter, you know, him going off. And uh, the end is so, oh, of course, there's a funeral and rain and black umbrellas, and then they, they can't be together. But then there's that little bit of hope at the very end with the teacher saying, you know, sometimes I keep my promises or, or whatever that line was. So, so you know, there's hope for that. But I, the reason why I picked this one over two is because, number one, two broke my heart, and I was depressed for a couple days. And also because it was hard to watch. because It was frustrating because there's this self-imposed, like, impediment put in between them by Peter. And so just the whole movie... You know that they want to be together, but Peter is not letting them be together, and it's very frustrating. So, the, but number one, the first one, I think, is lovely. Yeah, I, I, I don't, ex- I don't, I, I don't, I, blah, 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 blah. I know, spit it out already. I don't exactly get the hate them for these two, sh- these two movies. I, I, th- I think I do because, like, I understand that, like, the Raimi trilogy was was really good and this did kind of I, I understand how seeing this kind of felt like a cash grab kind of starting everything over not doing everything exactly the same or doing things too similarly i do understand the flaws of these two movies but i think it's because andrew garfield and emma stone were so good in it i, I really can't care that much and i love spider-man so i, I think i am i can't be pr- quite critical of him or, or or movies with him but like um yeah the, the, the relationship between the two was terrific i also love that scene where she's kind of cleaning him up and he's saying, yeah, I, 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 have to, I have to do this. It's my responsibility. I, I, I like that. I like uh, them kissing on the roof. <laughs> I always liked uh, when, like, you know, like, like Gwen, Gwen Stacy, get back in here. She's like, I'm coming. I know. Yeah, her mom comes up. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, like, I remember us talking about, like, uh, the whole last scene where he's like, oh, the best promises were made to be broken, which kind of has him sound right, sleazy. Right? <laughs> Promising her father as his dying words, leave Gwen out of it. Yes, sir, I shall. He's like, oh, I'm going to break that promise when she knows that he made that promise. But whatever. Mm. No, yeah, I, I think it's a good choice. And I mean, there's something I don't, I don't love about the movies, but nothing I really hate. Besides from like, I don't like how they did the origin story because you really cannot mess with him getting the burglar. And like, they never came back to that. That's that's kind of heresy. Um, that's actually worse than the the Sandman thing for Spider-Man Three. 
aside from that, I, I really enjoyed it. And and uh I think that like my favorite scene with the two of them I'm trying to think. Yeah, it might be that rooftop scene. I, I would I I also like that scene in like in like the like when they're kind of hiding together in the second one. I think she's like working at, at um Oh yes, 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 is, yes. That is one of my the closet scene, yeah. yep. And then he just kisses her. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, it's great stuff. So yeah, I, I, I this this is a I've already made it as an honorable mention, but like yeah, this is absolutely worthy up there. Yeah. I want to ask you another heresy. Go on. Do you think it's a heresy that Uncle Ben was not named at all? Or well, I guess he's named, but doesn't really figure into Spider-Man: Homecoming. Yeah, absolutely. No, no, yeah, it is, it is. And like um, we talked about this in the Spider-Man um, or on the comic film review, I think that as much fun as they were having on that movie, Spider-Man is a character who stems from pathos and kind of like a point of trauma, and you really can't as much as much laughs as you'd like to have. You really can't for forget that. And I think that um, when it came to like the like, this is such a so off topic, but who cares? When it came to kind of the big like you know lifting the crap off his back scene, it was going all well and good. But like having Tony Stark be in his head to remind the audience of why he's doing that, mm. really, that's not Spider Man. Because in the original comic scene that they that they ripped that from, he was thinking of Uncle Ben, and because he's not been mentioned up to, up to this point, that was the ultimate time to do that, and that really that really kind of like took took the character for granted in a way which I didn't appreciate. I mean, I mean, and the amazing movies aren't like you know they did have the Uncle Ben thing, but like they seem to be overtly concerned with like um, the parents, which I really, I really did not like. Like, did you ever see that, that deleted ending, that the alternate ending where he meets his dad? <gasps> no. Oh yeah, because I had the DVD and like he meets his dad, and his dad tells him with great power comes great responsibility, and I was like, like screw you. It's his dad, not his Uncle Ben. Yeah, yeah, like his dad. That's a bunch of poo. Yeah, that, that that sucked. Like 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 when Peter's crying at the grave, grave son of Gwen Stacy, his dad shows up. It was well acted, but like I, I, that was my biggest problem with the second one. I, I did not like the, the 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 devotion to characters that no one cares about, Richard and Mary Parker. Uh, but it was not enough to make me hate the film. But yeah, no, the Gwen and Peter thing. I mean, I feel that like yeah, we we, we plan to talk about like Mary Jane versus Gwen at the end of this. So I guess I guess I'll save that conversation there. But like, uh, yeah, I think that this is like for the Gwen shippers. This is their biggest. This is this, this is the best ammunition they actually have. As opposed to like you know the source material, but uh, yeah, no, I, that's another great choice. Thank you. Okay, so did I did I tra- traumatize <laughs> you with my comments? No, those are. I wondered if we differed on that because I thought it was heretical. That was one of my biggest. That's really my biggest problem with that film is the invisible. Well, it's not non-existence of Uncle Ben. I remember um, I saw my brother, and it surprised me that he said. When I was watching the film, I could tell you, Donovan, I, I could tell that there were things you really were not enjoying, and I didn't know that I was, like, visible with my reaction. <laughs> uh <Uh-oh. laughs> Yeah, I, yeah. I, I actually went, I, I went out to see it twice just to make sure I knew what I thought about it. I, I do, I do like it, but I, I, it is, at, at this point, it is my only, the only Spider-Man film I don't own, don't, I don't own on DVD yet. <gasps> I mean, I, I, I own Civil War, but Civil War was awesome, so, like, uh, yeah, but, like, um, uh, I agree, essentially. With everything you said, my number two choice again from the JMS arc or the JMS run of Amazing Spider-Man Volume Two. This collects issue forty-six through fifty. This is in the trade dress is titled "The Life and Death of Spiders," Volume Four, but it goes over specifically 
Amazing Spider-Man Volume 2, number 49 and 50, where Mary Jane and Peter are still separated, and they're trying to get back to each other, but they keep missing each other. And they're, they're on the verge of breaking up forever. Peter's like, you know, she has a life. She has a career. She has her own friends. She's enjoying her life, and you were trying to drag her down. You know, it's time to let go, Peter. And she tries to see him at New York. Of course, he's trying to see her at California. So she's in New York and um, he's gone and she's waiting for him to come back. And she's like, oh, oh, just a little longer, just a little longer, just a little longer. This was a mistake. I never should have come. And so they're both on their way back to their respective homes. They're like, you know, it's over. Move on. Let it go. Goodbye. And then like their, their, their flights are both delayed. Or I think Peter's Peter's flight is delayed, and I think Mary Jane had a layover, so they end up meeting in the airport, and they're going to finally talk it out. But then Doctor Doom shows up. <laughs> oh no, not him! <laughs> Everyone's favorite villain from the Amazing Sp- Spider Man's Amazing Friends, <laughs> Captain America is also there. So like while that's happening, every now and then, when Peter is and Captain America are fighting Doctor Doom, th- there's always a break where Spider Man c- goes over to Mary Jane, and they try to talk about their relationship um, and like it's, it's it's funny in some parts like she says you know you never introduced me to your friends he's like oh come on it's really 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 i mean this is i think the reason why so many people were pissed off at one more day because their relationship is genuine it's not just mm-hmm. someone's choice of a, of, a, of a love partner and um he, uh, he's she's like you know um, he's like, you know, it's not that I, I love you, Mary Jane. I need you. And she's like, you don't need me. You have all these powers. You're doing all these things. And he's like, no, you don't get it. Like every happy thought I have begins begins and ends with you. And every my, every sad thought begins with the fact that you're not here. I can only do these things because you're in my life. Nothing goes right when you're not here. I can do anything with you. Um, and then like, and then she starts crying. It's like, oh, you know, that's that's why I pulled away because I didn't feel that you needed me. And, that, and that's where they kind of come back together. And they're 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 back together. From, from then on until 2007 and it, it's it's easily one of the most romantic and sweet moments in the character's history and i think they like it i think it's it's slept on too much because you know i don't know why really people weren't reading the run at the time but um it's 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 lovely and this is this is absolutely my number two <sighs> i feel so sad because i can't comment on these because i've not read them <laughs> read the gym stop run I guess is there could how many volumes trades is that yeah collected and if I just skip I mean I could potentially just pull up my little uh, digital files and pull them out but if I wanted to maybe get that on CBR not CBR um com uh Comixology how many volumes did he put out I think because it goes into like you know after the, after he joins the Avengers then you have the other storyline and then it's Civil War and then it's Back in Black then it's one more day. So I think it's it's like twelve or thirteen volumes. But oh, but the, wow. the but the best stuff is with him and John Romita Jr., which is like the first okay. it is the first like seven volumes. Like it, volume six covers Spider Man five hundred and it, it's it's excellent. Again, it's 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 my absolute all time favorite run of Spider Man. Mm-hmm. Um and it is pretty mm-hmm. it is pretty non traditional. Like the only classic villains he fights is dr octopus you know it's kind of like you know like 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 one and done villains the supporting cast really is kind of related to peter in our peter mary jane and not may but it feels more intimate and you know it, it, it feels like you don't need the trappings of classic spider-man to tell good spider-man stories and i really enjoy it for that so yeah no but but like asm volume 2 49 through 50 i i I, I think I, I think when you first read it you might tear up a bit because it is so dramatic mm-hmm. 
Well, it's it's as I said when you mentioned the other one, the fact that it he really draws on realistic relationships, and it's not you know it's something that you see in a comic book, but you can see elsewhere. And here's another really emotionally poignant one that you have picked. <laughs> so yeah, you're just uh, really advertising for JMS. So checks in the mail for you, and you're really uh, pushing me to read that. I guess skip, you know, a couple hundred and get to that. What issue is this? It's again, it's uh, ASM Volume Two. Oh no! Okay. So they renumbered it. Well, okay. They, they, they yep. do, but eventually they go back to the original number. So you could, you could, you could yeah, actually, yeah. if you went on spiderfan.org, they would give you like like what they would be for the <laughs> yes. original numberings. Okay. So like um, but yeah, it's, it's a Volume Two. You said fifty nine sixty. Uh, forty nine fifty. Forty nine fifty, yeah. So, what do you think that would be uh, in the uh, actual numbering? Probably, probably four forty nine <laughs> and fifty. Okay. Oh, I'm only you know two hundred off. Yeah, yeah, four forty nine and fifty. I think is what. And honestly, these JMS trades are very easy to find because sure. they're so recent. Like, 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 whenever I go anywhere where it has comics that have Spider Man collection, before if it you know, in addition to all the brand new, uh, brand new day crap, like it has the JMS stuff more than anything else. Mm, okay. Yeah. Well, thank you for that. <laughs> thank you for the opportunity. And you know, I mean, like, side note, this does make me consider just either for a potential ship or spotlight or whatever. Like, do the bat books have this much drama in them? In terms of, like like romance, I'm trying to think. Like, uh, honestly, like like besides, I mean, I, I I'm sure I've read them, but like uh, as consistently. I think yeah, romance is. It seems to be lower on the scale of with Batman stuff. The best I can remember off the top of my head. And you'll you'll be coming to it soon. Is that issue of Nightwing with him and Oracle during No Man's Land when, when Dick's sure? Yeah, and that's a pretty like romantic heavy issue. And that was, that was oh, in a yeah. time where they could tell those stories. But generally, it's yep. like you know, yeah, we gotta stop so and so. So everyone team up in this crossover that no one's gonna remember, kind of thing. I guess we're entering this time now, though, since Batman and Catwoman are engaged. <laughs> we'll see how long that lasts. Ha ha. And they, you're, don't you dare say that. They sleep in the same bed. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> I liked it. I mean, it was only one panel, but I'm like, see, this relationship can work. There she is. He just gets up out of bed and goes down to his little back cave and does his little thing. <laughs> no, it's fine. I hope it turns out just like it did in um, Earth 2 when they have little baby Helena. Oh, that'd be lovely. Well, that's what the annual did, anyways. Some Helena appeared to them in the guise of Huntress. Oh, yeah. Your favorite character. <laughs> yeah, my favorite character who should never <sighs> be trusted. Oh, let's not drudge up these things right now. Old wounds in the world of romance. Maybe we'll do a Huntress shipper special. <laughs> and read that Nightwing Huntress 1 through 4. <laughs> <laughs> yes! <laughs> Where, like, uh, like, like, Dick walks from her bedroom and Oracle's like, What the hell are you doing? <laughs> Yes, that's basically correct. Okay, we're coming down to it. This is it for me, people. This is my number one. Now, I was not allowed to watch MTV. <laughs> no, 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 no! But in 2003, that all changed. <gasps> Yo! No, I'm just kidding. Oh, I'm give me a heart attack. Oh, man. I wanted a flashback to the uh, Maximeria. Oh, my God. I thought you were going to choose my number one, like Peter Parker in Indy from the MTV show. Oh, 
Oh, man. Okay, but for reals, this was always going to be my number one. When Don said this is we're doing this shipper spotlight, I knew what my number one was off the top. All the other things may have shifted and such. This was always going to be my number one. So my number one is Spider-Man 2 from 2004, starring, of course, Tobey Maguire and Kirsten Dunst. Had to do what I had to do. Mary Jane. Peter. I can't survive without you. You shouldn't be here. I know you think we can't be together. Can't you respect me enough to let me make my own decision? I know there'll be risks, but I want to face them with you. It's wrong that we should only be half alive, half of ourselves. I love you. So here I am, standing in your doorway. I've always been standing in your doorway. Isn't it about time somebody saved your life? We'll say something. Thank you, Mary Jane Watson. favorite scene is the last scene, actually, where Mary Jane is running out of her wedding. Abandoning her fiancé. Uh, <laughs> yeah, to John, John Jameson, and running across town and going to Peter and basically saying, you know, she deserves the choice to make and uh, it's wrong to be half alive and that they deserve to be together and then they share a kiss and then of course there are sirens and she tells him to go off 
And so he has already revealed that he was Spider-Man. So, you know, a close second scene, of course, is when there's the whole fight with Doc Ock and and the debris is falling upon her and he catches it and then it's all revealed. And, of course, you know, in the back of her mind, she always knew. And in case they die, he says, you know, I do, in fact, love you. But this whole film is, uh, you know, it's frustrating on some levels, but it's it's also I think realistic and and gets to the heart of the Peter Parker Spider-Man character where he he's choosing duty you know potentially over love and he just doesn't want to put her into any put her in any danger and at the same time he's fighting with the loss of his powers there but oh man I I just really love this film number one and there are just some really special moments there are hard moments where he's letting her down and then when he has no powers and he can sort of be Peter Parker 24-7 he's finally starting to to come back into her life and then I think there's a change in attitude uh, in her and thinking oh maybe I could be with Peter but then he decides that they can't be together at the little coffee shop, and that's, I think, sort of the, the little catalyst of towards the end where all of this stuff happens. But I, I think this is just a really beautiful moment between Mary Jane and Peter. I think it has so much hope that would lead us into Spider-Man 3, but unfortunately some things happen in Spider-Man 3 that maybe should not have happened. Yeah. What also I oh man you know this was this came at a time when I used to go to the I I used to see films multiple times if I really liked them like I saw Spider Man a lot I saw this one a lot and I remember watching this and always always getting butterflies at the end and always also puzzled and really looking and examining Mary Jane's face at the end because you see Spider Man and you hear the uh, the Danny Elfman track of course and then it goes back to her hanging out sort of the window and just looking at her face you kind of wonder what that face is it could be contentment I think it could also be like slight concern because you know now she knows what she's getting herself into so I I think um, Sam Raimi certainly doesn't pull any punches either but I think it's just a very beautiful moment that she runs out she goes to him and she's like let's be together so this would always be my number one Um, I've actually not seen this movie no I'm kidding (laughs) Donovan I'll, I'll be betraying myself I was going to say that, that like, yeah, like, like considering how romantic they, how much they build it up in the second one. I was gonna, like, what was your reaction in the third one when they really kind of like kind of break it down until like the very end? Well, it was just sad because it starts off really nice. You know, they're in the web and and then you've got that possibly comedic moment where they're going to maybe be engaged. But he's very selfish and only talking about himself and. So they've got the realistic problems that potentially JMS was also addressing because she's got her issues, but he always relates it to Spider-Man. But it's the whole Gwen Stacy that really threw me off and that I didn't really like. Um, I think just this is one of those tropes. You asked me about romantic tropes that annoy me, and I told you one of them is throwing in a third wheel at the to make a love triangle at the last minute. And this is exactly what, in my opinion, Gwen Stacy was. And just causing issues and then Mary Jane being with Harry for a time and oh it just went (laughs) off the rails a little bit I don't hate on Spider-Man 3 as much as some people do but like the romantic aspect
aspect uh, really does, in fact, get me. But there is, you know, that hope at the end when he goes to see her when she's singing. But you really, you almost wanted that series to end with them getting married. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I like, I like how they kind of like end up where they do kind of like at least try to try to reconcile, but it's sort of, sort of left open ended. Um, but like it is, yeah. If you're a shipper for those two, it's really traumatic. And what happens in the third one, like like when yes. he takes, it, he's like, like, do you, do, you, do you see this ring? Do you know what it is? But like, it's, yeah. Spider-Man two, yeah, Spider-Man two is 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 the best Spider-Man film still. Um, I think Spider-Man one is actually kind of underrated, but Spider-Man two is is awesome. I will never forget, never forget. <gasps> and you're, you're, you're gonna have to bleep this out. Watching the the film in the theater with my brother and my mom, the scene where. He sees, sees Mary Jane at the party, and like he he had missed her play, and like he had tried to, and he tries to tell her her poetry, and she's like, "Don't start, you know, you're never there for me," and he's all dejected, and then he goes over to Harry, or Harry just grabs him and like just drunkenly smacks him in the face, and they announce that Mary Jane is engaged to John Jameson, and it's, it's, and everyone in the theater was like, "Oh man," and like um, Jameson's Parker, Parker, take the picture. There's a guy in the theater who's like, "Man, shut the." I laughed for the next 10 minutes so hard that I, I had to run out and, and like, like laugh in the parking lot. <laughs> it was so funny. Oh my gosh. So he was talking to the, to John. Jim- yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. Oh, so good. <laughs> what did your mom and brother do? Laugh with me? <laughs> well, it's just, they stayed in. Um, like it was like, like between that and the end of Ridge of the Sith was like my favorite laughing moments in the theater but like uh no yes i i, I really like that and especially like the scene at the coffee bean where she's like do you love me or not i oh, don't well then kiss yeah. me what just one little yep. kiss and then like his spire sense goes off like this i remember that was in the trailer because people like what did you think about kirsten Dunst's mary jane because she was kind of a polarizing choice and people don't tend to really enjoy her portrayal of that character what was your thoughts on it let's be honest <laughs> When I heard that Shailene Woodley was supposed to be Mary Jane in the Amazing Spider-Man series, oh, yeah. I was like, oh, no. That would have been worse for me. I have no problem with Kirsten Dunn as Mary Jane. I don't know what people's problems are, but I, I enjoyed her. Again, this is, like, the first time I'm seeing, you know, live-action Spider-Man on the big screen. I'm going to love every, every aspect of it. So I, I'm fine with her. I... I that's me, though. I mean, I don't. I, I never minded her when I was watching it. I do think that, like, as the movie series went on, yeah, she was kind of like dialed down. I think in the first one, she's pretty much like recognizable Mary Jane. Mm-hmm. In the in the sequels, it was kind of more and more of a new character, which is fine. I mean, she was, she didn't necessarily annoy me too much. I know she annoyed a lot of people, but like, I never personally despised her. Although I don't think that I think that they could have probably gotten a better actress to play. Not that Kirsten is a bad actress, but like. um I think she could have been I guess, written more. I don't know. I, I, she wasn't perfect, but I, did, I didn't hate her. Yeah, I mean, perhaps it's one of those things where I wasn't as steeped in the Spider-Man mythos as I am now. So I just accepted whatever I saw on screen. But I guess I could see, you know, even given what I've read in Spider-Man Loves Mary Jane or current stuff, that maybe it's not, like, page to screen. So maybe that's why people were having problems. But I think if you're able, I just sort of separated the two. I think, and so she's just the Mary Jane in that particular instance. I will say, 
Because, I mean, Emma Stone is not the Gwen Stacy that's on paper. No, not even kind of. Yeah, so. No, yeah, no. I mean, I maintain, and I mean this, that, like, if Zendaya was written to be more of a comic book Mary Jane, then she would be the best Mary Jane. Because I feel that, like, because of Zendaya's, like, like, sort of media persona with kind of her being a model and stuff, honestly, like, no... She she looks the most like Mary Jane compared to Kristen Dunst and Shailene Woodley, who kind of evoke that girl next door thing, rather than a sort of a vivacious model personality. And, I, and like when, when all that kind of thing was kind of going on, like I, I kind of like, but she looks like Mary Jane, kind of. I mean, because she's one of those characters that that's not never been perfectly portrayed in the movies, like Doctor Doom. So um, it's 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 kind of a constant frustration with Spider-Man fans. Alas. Indeed, alas. The upside down kiss, though, I think is one of those kisses that will always be remembered in history, in in film history. Oh yeah, I remember. Um, OC. I, well, I, oh, the OC did that. I, I I wasn't aware. Are you serious? Yeah. Um, Seth's character like fell off the roof and he hit randomly a Spider-Man mask on, and then Rachel Bilson's character came and then kissed him upside down. I remember a, a, a previous girlfriend of mine. She said, "Oh, I'm watching Spider-Man right now." <gasps> And I was like, "Well, what's your favorite part?" And she and she like said in all caps, "The kissing in the rain scene." <laughs> and oh, I was like, man. "Really?" And then like I, I erased the text because of course everyone wants that scene. Oh dear, you erased. Well, I was going to text her like That's like rude. like. What about the fight scene? I was like like, like quiet man. Like, like, like you don't know anything, but um yeah that that, that always seems to get oh, them. Dear. You were woman splained. I, I, I suppose I was. She also was was afraid of a uh, Heath Ledger's Joker, so. She was afraid. Yeah, every time he was on screen, when we were together and we watched it, it was my second time watching it. But like every time he was on screen, she kind of like turned away because he freaked her out. Oh dear. Well, I mean, I guess that's good. That was a good portrayal then. (laughs) We're not together anymore, so that's why now. (laughs) But uh. Oh dear. (laughs) But yeah, yeah, no, like like uh. We're getting a clue into like what it's like to date the Donovan Morgan Grant. (laughs) And I mean, besides the baggage that's in your tummy right now. Clearly, you've gotta, you've gotta have. You, you should before you start dating someone, you should have them give you a little, uh, a resume of like comics that they know, pop culture, so then you can figure out who's the best for you. <laughs> like, like have, have them. Go- if Robotech's not on there, that person you are swiping left. <laughs> have them go through this sort of like metric of you know you better know this, otherwise I will think that you're an ugly person or something yeah. well i tried that before and, and I, I didn't get any dates so i, I, I kind of have to like you know oh, lower my standards <laughs> my favorite uh my you have no an idea this entire time you've been i don't even winging it here you don't even know what your number one was well I was, i'm, I'm distracted by you probing into my personal life <laughs> Probing? Oh, give me a break. Yes, ma'am. But you just relentlessly... Um, Actually, honestly, I was always going to say that like, my honorable mention was going to be uh, the Remy films. Because it was... So it, they, they really did kind of get, get that romance. Where, I mean, you can't... Don't listen to, my, to younger Donovan. Like, You really can't play off that, uh, that kissing scene from um, the, the alley. It, it, like, outside Donovan Kiss is pretty, it's pretty unique. I think that like the way that the, the romantic trauma is played in Spider-Man Two is terrific. So yeah, that was that's gonna be another honorable mention. But my number one, uh, is, it's a bit of a surprise, is actually Amazing Spider-Man number one eighty nine, 
where he sleeps with Betty Brant. That is my... No, I'm kidding. That's just a joke. Yo! Uh, <laughs> For our co- friend in common? Yeah. Does he actually sleep with Betty Brant at one point? <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> okay. Well, she's... 189 seems pretty low for it, though. Yeah, she 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 escaped her um, she escaped her uh, husband on her honeymoon. Oh, oh, I remember this. That sounds sick. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yep, yep, yep. Why would that be on your list? <laughs> that's terrible. You, this is what this is what it would be like if I did this show with Joshua Lappin Bertoni. He would pick really awful choices. And I would decide to never do this again because of how awful his choices were. <laughs> I just I just had to cheese you off. That's not my number one. <laughs> my number one is <laughs> ASM one twenty two at the very last page. Ooh. <laughs> Are you lighting one up over there? Is that what I hear? <laughs> I only do Virginia Slims at certain times of the night, and now it is time. <laughs> Smelly. Um, so this is part two, or this I guess is like what was it was a Death of the Goblin or a Goblin, the, Goblin's Last Stand. It's part two of the Death of Gwen Stacy story, and it's the mm. epilogue. It's a it's a single page where <laughs> yes, yeah, I'm swilling wine right now. I'm pretty sure I know what this is. So Peter Parker walks back to his his apartment. Um, the Green Goblin is dead, but so is Gwen Stacy. And he thinks he's alone, but somehow um, Mary Jane is is inside. I guess she had a key in the area given her. Peter comes in, and Mary Jane says, Hey, Petey, I heard about Gwen. I'm really torn up, Pete. And Peter snaps. Like, You're torn up? Don't make me laugh, Mary Jane. You wouldn't be sorry if your own mother died. What do you care about straights like me and Gwen? Go on, get out of here. I know how you hate sick bags. And at this point, she's starting to tear up. And Peter's just, just kind of like burying his face in his hand. He's like, and believe me, I wouldn't want to spoil your fun. And the caption reads, for a moment, she hesitates by the door. And then like she's, she's standing at the door, the open doorway. And then she looks back at him. And then she closes the door. And that's the end of the issue. And Josh kind of contests this. Because granted, it's not overtly romantic. But it is the first major step, step in characterization for the two of them. And I, it's just it's, a, it's an excellent scene, and even though it's not overtly romantic or eroticized or anything, I, I've always absolutely loved it as a piece of storytelling. And I think that, like, as somebody who enjoys Peter Parker and Mary Jane together, that's it's my favorite scene between the two of them. Um, that's really all I'd say about it. Like, it's it's it is that good. It's my number one. Now, I will admit that I'm not good with issue numbers, but I had a feeling of what this was going to be, and I was correct. So, pat on my back. Woo-hoo! But I agree that this is a really well done scene, and I I applaud you for choosing it as number one. It absolutely it's it's everything you say. I mean, Peter Parker is being absolutely nasty, and you know I guess he potentially has that right because of what he's going through. He's not doing it, I think, vindictively, but he's certainly doing it out of the pain that he's feeling. And Mary Jane, I mean. No one deserves to take that, potentially. So she could have just walked right out of there. And that's maybe what he, you know, it's a little bit of a test. But the fact that she stays and she is with him, I think it, it really does speak volumes. And I think it it also pushes through this superficial 
lifestyle and, and persona that she's been wearing, you know, the party girl lifestyle, to show that she is a complex human being that has deep emotional feelings and, and she stays with him. And, um, yeah, I, I think it is, you know, if we were to do a super spotlight, just, you know, the little, the short one, this would certainly be the, the first hint of romance potentially. But yeah, it's a very beautiful scene. Yeah. And, and kind of like, like you, I always knew that this was, if not number one, always going to be on the list. Um, mm. Oh, wow. You actually may have planned this out. Maybe. I mean, I'm just a fool. I don't know. Maybe I didn't, but uh, I mean, I, I have this in the, tr- I first read this. I still have the original trade or I should say the original, but like the copy of the trade that I have is how I first read the story. I didn't, I didn't read it like after reading all these other issues. So, like, in the original issue, there's, like, you know, next, Luke Cage, kind of blur, but, like, that's not in my copy. So, I just like how it just says click of the door and the story ends. Sure. I mean, this is just – because I remember when you were reading this, we were on our way to Comic-Con, uh, and you you would, were staying with me, so we were on the same plane. And you were, like, you know, like, like kind of let down by the story because you thought Peter should have been more upset. <laughs> Which I don't agree with that. I, I think that he was plenty mad. <laughs> but this is one of those scenes that kind of demonstrates, in my opinion, just like how just totally what's the worst? What's the, his bereavement for the next several issues mm. kind of kind of mm-hmm. takes over the books, and in, way, in ways which I really love because Jerry Conway, who wrote the comic, um, is a master. And I think that this is one of the, those scenes where he kind of just writes realistic human behavior. Because yeah, Peter is being horrible to her. It shows a maturity of Mary Jane that we've not overtly seen before. Uh, maybe hinted at before, but like not re- overtly seen. And this one really, especially if you take into account the idea that she already knows he's Spider-Man, that makes it even more uh, intriguing and powerful. Oh yeah, well you don't really know that until what was it Secret Secret um, Marvel it's, team up? Well, it's it's um it, it's like two eighty six. It's or yeah, it, it's in the eighties. It's it's, not a, it's like another ten, maybe even fifteen years, but like a. Untold Tales is that? What it's called? Oh no! Well, I mean, it was revealed in in ASM, and then like you learned you oh, learned about it okay. in um, the Spider Man and Mary Jane. Uh, I forget what that comic is called. I know people are kicking me in the face, but like it's a it's a Jerry. Isn't it Puma in it? Um, well, the Puma is in the issue. Yeah. In yeah, fact, yeah, like yeah. like when, when she tells him, "I know your secret. I know your Spider Man," and then like Black Cat swings in, and she's like, "Oh, it's all true." But the comic book that revealed how she found out, basically she saw him jump out of Spider-Man the night Uncle Pink died. Right. That's in yeah. Spider-Man. I don't remember what it's called. Okay. Josh is going to be like, like ripping his, like, like what little hair he has out. But um, <laughs> I'm trying to find oh, oh, man. my Mary Jane uh, collection. I thought it was Untold Tales. Oh, uh, Untold Tales Spider-Man, it does have that scene, but that's not the first time we learned about it. Oh. Oh, um, oh uh, Parallel Lives. Oh, it took okay. me way too long to, to to remember. I say remember to find that out, but uh, yeah, parallel lives is where we learned that like she's known his identity for the whole time. And like, what do you think of that? Because that was a retcon. Like, like when you read the old issues, do you buy that she always knew who he was, or do you think it doesn't make sense? Hmm, that's interesting to think about. I think because now I know that that is true. I think potentially when I read, I think about it. Sometimes I think it makes sense. I mean. He certainly does disappear a lot, and and she's she very much goes along with it. So I think in that case, it does work out. I don't know if I can think of any particular instance where it blatantly does not. Oh, uh, the only other time that the only time that I know, and and this again, Josh, I'm talking about this is like at Betty and Ned's wedding that Betty takes so seriously. 
Well, as anyone would who's getting married. <laughs> Until the honeymoon. When, you know, trouble, I think, I think Cyclone shows up or somebody, some villain shows up and like, you know, Peter runs off and Mary Jane screams out loud, Peter, where is Peter? And if she knows he's Spider-Man, that's not a nice thing to do. But like, besides that, it does generally track, I think, especially when she kind of puts on that party girl facade. Um, like later, like Dan Slott hates that retcon, but like, I don't care. <laughs> um, I, th- I think it makes it interesting. It makes it just, it just makes her. It does make her. I mean, maybe it's cheating and making her an interesting character that way. But like, I still like the character, and I and I, I, and I like um, like when when working off that knowledge of ASM one twenty two, where she comforts him after Gwen dies, it, that really makes it stronger, in my opinion. Well, I mean, would it really change the nature of her character if she didn't know? I mean, is she not as interesting without that detail? I mean. I guess people. I don't know. I mean, like, I mean, I guess at the time when that issue was written, it was it was on the on the knowledge that she didn't know. People still liked it enough. I'm not aware of people who were. I know. I know people were writing in letters, wanting Peter to ditch Gwen and get with Mary Jane. I mean, we read. We used to read those on um, ASM Classics. So she was a popular character. So I don't know. Um, I'm not sure what people were thought that were reading that, and then a decade later found out that she always knew Spider Man. I have a question for you. Yes. Spider-Man's virginity was debated at one point on the Spider-Man crawl space. Here we go. And <laughs> you knew this was coming, didn't no, you? No, I didn't. <laughs> no, I don't want to talk about his virginity, but um, I guess I I'm an going answer. to. <laughs> um, actually, no, my only question here, because I actually I don't want to know. Some people believed on that show that he and Mary Jane did it. In this story? In this scene. What do you think? Yep. Are these people who think this over the age of 13? <laughs> Everyone's over the age of 13 on Spider-Man Crawl Space. <laughs> Did they seriously think? No. No, come on. He's... That was one of them. One of them said that they believed that this was, he lost his, uh, his V-card here. Right here at the scene. I'm pitching the, the the bridge of my nose. Like he's sobbing over the oh, his. Gwen died that day. This isn't a this isn't a porn parody. Like 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 come on. I. <laughs> I mean, oh, sometimes people do strange things in their grief. Remember Tim and Cassandra. What? No. Cassandra Sands. <laughs> you did not let me finish, sir. Cassandra Sandsmark. Oh yeah, well, well that, that was after like you know the fresh. That was, that was after time had passed and but the wounds were so fresh mm-hmm. and he was trying to clone him mm-hmm. like and they were not in the right minds. <laughs> it wasn't an hour later before you before Connor was even buried where they were like, well, nobody's okay. here. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> what? Who writes? <laughs> Exactly. That's so sick. That's so sick. Yeah, it sickens me. Like, like, like. (laughs) Okay, guys. If everybody's thinking that, 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 like, if Alex Evangelis out there, call him out and, like, think, well, maybe Peter and Barry Jane first got together (laughs) that issue. Literally, I think it's like, it's like no longer than two hours after she had died. Peter is, like, sobbing his brains out, and Mary Jane's, like, like, comforting him. They're not going to then go in the shower. Then that's, like, like, that's just. That's not how the human psychology operates unless Peter wasn't – because I, I think that he and Gwen were like vague fiancés and stuff. Like, And if that's if, – if any writer had that idea, it's certainly yet to be verbalized in you know 
public consciousness because they keep that crap to themselves. And, you know, it's funny because like Josh actually wrote me a list of people of pe- people he believes Peter slept with, and he wanted me to read them out. Oh, but he, he he counts for like the times when they would have, and when he first got together with Mary Jane, that would not have been ASM one twenty two. Did you think that? No, I think I took that argument. I I thought about it and like thought about it in the sense of let me read this with that in mind, and it didn't make sense to me. That's just not. I mean, because, like, cause like, 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 uh, there's no way that would happen. And if it did, it was never, like, like evidenced. There was no evidence for it. Why, why am I arguing about this? It doesn't happen. It's a stupid idea. I'm not sure. <laughs> it really got you going, didn't it? That happens on the show a lot. I guess so. It's not my fault. Um, Isn't it? Wow. Well, we've reached it. And it seems like Mary Jane has topped this list. Is that saying something hmm. deep down, subconsciously? I did notice that a lot of my choices were with her, and I, I, I absolutely did not mean to set out to to pick, do it that way. But it's, I don't. My Spider-Man fandom does not live and die off of Peter and Mary Jane being together. I've heard a lot of people who kind of like, like behave that way, like as an issue of ASM isn't good unless Peter and Mary Jane are making out all in every page. And it's like, okay, okay come on, dude. Like I don't. I, I don't it's not a romance comic. Yeah, I, I don't. Re- I don't read it for that crap. And like, I mean, I feel that like I, ha- I was forced to have an opinion about Peter and Mary Jane during One More Day. But like, yeah, no, I, I do like them together. They are my favorite. I, they're my. They are my ideal uh, pairing, and they're probably my favorite Spider-Man or uh, comic book couple. If I'm being honest, mm. like when I compare it to everybody else, yeah, I think that like the two of these characters together, I I enjoy the most and want to see together the most more than any other character. So yeah, I'm, I'm I'm more of a Mary Jane Peter guy. I have opinions on 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 the idea of him and Gwen, but I'll let you go. What do you think? I also am a Mary Jane and Peter guy. Uh, I'm just kidding. A Mary Jane and Peter girl. I uh, they are in the Spider Man verse. My OTP for mm-hmm. sure. I think that's just growing up with not only the '90s but the things that I've read. Uh, being most interested in Mary Jane and Gwen was not really on my radar I mean I knew of her but I think Amazing Spider-Man was really what brought her more to the forefront well actually I shouldn't say that Spider-Man 3 is what brought her to the forefront um, but then Amazing Spider-Man a little bit more so and then when I started reading back from the very beginning I did gain a greater love and appreciation for that character. Like, I actually do enjoy Gwen Stacy as a character. I think she is a little two-dimensional in the beginning, but I think she develops a little bit more. And I did like that relationship, and I was really heartbroken when I saw it actually play out on the page in print uh, when she was killed off. But I think given the longevity of Mary Jane and Peter, given the depth of it and, you know, the struggles that they go through, but the perseverance and love that they, they show towards each other in their relationship. I think clearly that's that's the relationship that deserves to be there. And that's why One More Day was so heartbreaking for me. And, you know, Brand New Day, I was reading it in the hopes that they would get back together or, you know, maybe Mary Jane remembered something. I don't know. But, uh, so that's been the disappointment and why I've not really been reading modern Spider-Man titles because, you know, it's just not, it, it doesn't feel the same for me. Well, also, like, like, like when it comes to, like, his relationship problems. I mean, like, like the, the the cliche thing to say about Spider-Man is, oh, he's just like any other guy. He has problems with girls and stuff. And the reason why the marriage was 
just taken away wasn't really because you know oh, it seems well but like this sort of resuscitation of relationship problems was really shallow like i never had a problem with carly cooper but like that whole thing was meant to be was meant to end up where he breaks up with her which is was at the end which is at the end of um spider island like it wasn't really meant to be a relationship it was meant to be a cliched element of, of superhero comics with spider-man for the first like 30 or 40 years it felt as though he was kind of you know developing as as people do and a lot of, a lot of comics felt that way like like, like 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 i don't i never really i like ariana quite a bit but i never really objected to the, the end of his her relationship with, with tim because that's just how things kind of turned out i do think it was a little contrived how they broke up um in the way that like you know she kind of broke up with him out of the blue but like uh oh here we go uh, but i'm never i'm never like you know hating stephanie brown i hope not she's pregnant you should relate to her more (laughs) (laughs) quiet you (laughs) (laughs) i mean with gwen stacy i think it's because i uh, gwen stacy the first thing you learn about gwen stacy is that she's she died so i never read the comics sad that she died i was like okay there's that so when you said that you were kind of depressed and you felt bad about it i was like what really? <laughs> but um, you know, I I, I can't I, know you I can't did. put my head in the mind of somebody who reads a, a certain way. But I don't know. Like, like I think I hope I've demonstrated tonight that like there's enough stories, and you have two with Peter and Mary Jane that really roots for that relationship. Oh, and people at large who don't aren't familiar with Spider-Man comics, they think that his girlfriend's Mary Jane Watson because of the movies. So, and this the Spider-Man game that's coming out on PS4, Mary Jane's going to be there. So like. Oh, so excited. I wish I had a PS4. A friend of mine was texting me like, do you have a PS4? And I was like, I wish. I don't mind people who enjoy Gwen Stacy. I don't really buy... Like, I've heard people say, oh, I was always a Gwen person. And I was like, no, you weren't. Like, not until 2012. But like, um, because I, I don't think that like her original character had as much personality as Mary Jane did. And in, in most most modern stories that write Gwen Stacy, write her a completely different character, like Spider-Man Blue, like Marvel's. But, you know... That's that's what these characters kind of for to be inter- enjoyed differently, um, but I I just think that like um, Spider Man Mary Jane make a really engaging uh, twosome whether they're married or not and I, you know I'm, I'm kind of like not stuck on the married thing but like if if, it were, if I had my way about it th- they would at least be like she would at least together get together yeah exactly yeah yeah so yeah that's um that's my obviously I I don't know if their their shipper name is but like yeah I like uh, Peter and Mary Jane it's a lot like a Clark and Lois. It's hard. PJ. It's hard to like see anybody Ooh, PJ. I like I like pajamas. Yes, that works out. So would would you put Black Cat as three for you, or you think you would even put Black Cat above Gwen? Yeah, I probably would because I think Black Cat. I hate how she's been written in the last decade. Um, although she's been better better written now. Like, like she showed up Miles Morales' comic, and she's kind of a kind of mob boss, and she's interesting, but. I really was. I was personally. I mean, I think the birth of my feminism was like what they did to her every <gasps> day. I wrote this whole essay on it. I like the idea of a strong character who uses her sexuality calculatedly and has a lot more to her, like Poison Ivy. But like in those comics, it was just you know kind of just men writing what they always wanted to read as teenagers. Like her taking a milk bath. Uh, yeah, because catches and then having animals lick at licking it while she's still in it, because that's 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 you know. Hypoallergenic, um, but like like I talked about in like, like uh, on my list, like you know the original stuff by Al Milgram and Bill Mantlo and Peter Parker. One of my maybe it's an honorable mention, but one uh, one story I really wanted to put on my list was from Marvel Knights, where <gasps> the 
The twelve issue yeah. series. Oh, such a good series. Yeah, but the Dodsons um, and Mark Millar because oh. uh, Peter is married. Peter and Mary Jane are married then, but I really like the kind of love triangle there is because Black Cat still loves him. And it's not done in an immature I, – I, I kind of fight for that version because I like the idea that like there's always going to be sort of like tension with them and Black Cat because th- there's, there's, there's shared feelings and Black Cat is even kind of sensitive towards it. And I really enjoyed that. In that in that miniseries, I, I like when she like claws the vulture and says, "Touch my ex again, and I'll kill you." I think it's pretty cool. Would you put Betty Brant above or below? Gwen the only Stacey? place I would put Betty Brant is on a dartboard. Now, uh, oh, you know who's really upset right now that you said that? <laughs> Nobody. Oh yeah. Um. No, I mean, like, I don't know how I feel about Gwen Stacy. I like I love Emma Stone. You know, I like 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 before Candace Patton, she was like, like my celebrity crush. I don't dislike Gwen Stacy. I'm not one of those guys that says, "Oh, Gwen was crazy. She was a horrible character." I, I, I'm not one of those posers, but like, um, I, you know, she really kind of affects to me a generic Silver Age girlfriend that, in any other story with her in it, feels to me retroactive. So I don't dislike her, but I feel that like maybe it's because the other characters had more stories. Like you know, Betty Brant back in the day was was pretty whiny, but like she wasn't. I feel that maybe even she had kind of more interesting stories. Well, yeah, it's pretty interesting if you leave your husband and go sleep with somebody else. Twice. <laughs> with Peter and Flash, yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, I would say Mary Jane, Black Cat, Betty Brant, because I think that's more interesting. After that, I mean, uh, that's probably also my because I guess Gwen would be fourth, because I like Gwen more than I like Carly Cooper, more than I like Deborah Whitman, more than I like... Uh, Michelle Rodriguez. Brr, Michelle Rodriguez, more than I like, um, um, I don't know. April K or whatever her name is, <laughs> like uh yeah. yeah, like 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 I was I was I would say Gwen rounds out the top four, but she's number four, and that's not because I hate her; it's because I feel the other characters are more interesting. Final question for you. Okay. Would Peter Parker date Lisa or Minman? <laughs> would you want to answer first? This is an interesting yeah. because Minmay is similar to MJ. Really. Well, if only in the performance aspect. Yeah, professionally. And uh, But she's a ditz in real life, and Mary Jane's only pretending to be a ditz. <sighs> hmm. I think he'd go for Lisa. I think he'd go for Lisa, too. I, I actually think that he's somewhat similar, or Rick is somewhat similar to him. I don't know if Lisa would, would put up with him him ditching for to be Spider-Man all the time, though. Um, I'm not sure how that, 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 would, that, would, that would work out. I think he'd probably get... Maybe he'd be the pineapple salad guy. <laughs> Roy? <laughs> shot in the yeah. back. Um, I think that like he would, he could like like for lack of a better phrase, ride Minmay out longer. But I'm not, you know, he would probably get sick of her too. Which Batgirl do you think would be good for Spider-Man? Barbara, Stephanie, or Cassandra? I think Barbara. I think she's, you know, she. I. Th- well, she's got like a little blur of Mary Jane and Gwen because I think you have that intelligence level, but she also, you know, she can have fun as well. Um, I think Steph is a little too bubbly potentially for him and like, yeah, maybe a little too ditzy blonde. And then Cass? <laughs> I don't know. I have a hard time shipping Cass, except, of course, with Clayface. That's my OTP for Cass. But um, I know that you're... Yeah, I know, but I really do. I do. Um, so yeah, I think Barbara would be a good one. Did you read the latest, the latest issue of Detective Comics? No, no. Oh, <laughs> text me when you read oh, that. Oh no, 
I said I had um, Dustin was asking what are we thinking is going to happen in like the annual or something and I guess he was expecting us to do like major plot points and I said I expect if Clayface is going to die he's going to die in Cassandra's arms and he goes that's not what I was looking for but okay I won't so. I won't say anything. Oh no. But uh I, I think you're right. I think Barbara is, is actually more speed. Yeah, that's a good match. And red hair too. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. Has he dated anybody else with red hair besides Mary Jane? Well, I mean Carly's inconsistent, so I don't know. I wouldn't say her. But yeah, yeah, him and him and Barbara <laughs> Gordon. I'm sure that there's a fanfic out there where uh Oh, I forgot about Silk too. Silk would be the similar to Cassandra Kane. <laughs> <laughs> But she's very different character-wise. Very... Well, no, you know, she's awkward, though, like Cass is, but just awkward for a different reason, because she was, like, locked up right. in a bunker for years, whereas Cass, you know, but yeah. Cass had a childhood. Yeah, I would mean to read the Silk comic. Yeah. Well, according to Josh, they, I guess, were forced together, so it's now it's awkward whenever they meet, but yeah, I've read the whole thing, because now it's done, and I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed Silk. Harry doesn't really read comics, but he did read Silk, because it was, like, an Asian hero, and yes. he um, he said that, like, he enjoyed it, but he did, when, when I told him, or I suggested him to read Cascade, he said he enjoyed her better, so take that. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah. It wasn't a competition, sir. I mean, I, I, it turned out to be. Here's the thing. I'm not, when, back roll number one, come, I'm going to ask Shagalicious to recap it with me. Don't get that guy anywhere near Cassandra Kane. <laughs> I don't want to hear Shag, he's, she's hot, Matthews, or Tom, everything sucks, Panneries, anywhere near my Cassandra Kane oh, comics. No. <laughs> oh my goodness. I will pay you half my paycheck if, if you... Just let me on that podcast. <laughs> okay. Good to know in the future if I'm struggling for cash. Yeah. Wow. Hey, this has been delightful. As as always. I'm I'm glad this this uh met our hopefully this met our expectations. Well, did it meet your expectations? I was worried because like when you when you were like threatening like, you know, like 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 my number one. Now I wasn't watching the MTV show. I was like, you can't be serious. <laughs> I wasn't allowed to watch MTV until then. Oh, man. You were worried of just my number one. That's well, that, that, at that point, I, 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 I like there's a faintest cool shot of sweat in my brow. For I was like, mm. like, like, like I think Stella's lost her damn mind. <laughs> but, uh, no, it was fun. <laughs> uh, probably pretty close. Yeah. No, I also had fun, and we had we didn't have any overlap really. Yeah. I, I, this time I expected there none. To be. As you thought. Yes. Hopefully, yeah. uh, you'll be interested to read JMS Spider-Man. I well, I already am. Yeah, so now I guess I just need to skip two hundred or three hundred issues. Yeah, they're, they're not worth it. Oh, I don't think that. Uh, and I, you read JMS Spider-Man, and I will absolutely read Mary Jane loves Spider-Man. Oh, <gasps> it, that's it's the opposite. Spider-Man loves Spider-Man. Mary Jane, but it sounds good. But I think I'm that'd be more of an investment for me. You only have what twenty-eight issues. <laughs> Mine would be like four. You said six times nineteen. How many volumes? Eighteen. Oh, not not, not eighteen. Oh, maybe you said okay, nine. Like oh, okay, thirty-six. Probably thirty-six issues. Okay, that's not too well, bad. Well, what can I say? That's how it turns out. Whoa. Okay, Josh. Where where can our lovely listeners find you? Well, lately you can actually find me on the Batman Universe. I uh, like I guess this recording. I actually I actually guest wrote the latest issue. I actually guest reviewed the latest issue of Batman. I give it a sterling three out of five batterings. I was I'm on the Gotham Chronicle with the off mentioned Josh 
and our bud Jan talking about the show that I hate, Gotham. And I have been doing a series of essay, like essays on the character of Tim Drake, why we why or why we love the Drake. I think it's called. And those have been a lot of fun. And I'm actually about to cover the era where he goes on from Ariana to Stephanie. Hopefully, I'll try. <laughs> mm, yeah, let's talk about that, shall we? Absolutely. But uh, my main gig is my podcast uh, that I do with Harrison Shoot Questions colon We don't have answers. It is a show where we basically try to figure out things that have yet to be figured out in terms of like social interaction and modern politics and all that kind of stuff. Um, we, we, I mean, we, we, we wear our, our liberal card on our sleeve, and so it's not – it is very biased, but we also are very much interested in kind of getting any, any kind of conversation no matter what the topic is. Um, so we invite a lot of people to kind of you know, contribute their thoughts. We have a Facebook page. Our website is qnoanswers.com. There's that. Beyond that, I mean, I'm ostensibly part of The Next Dimension still and Clone Side Chronicles, but like those shows are so inconsistently recorded that – those, these are the shows you can kind of rely on upon and appear regularly. Um, so uh, please check them out. And thank you once again, lovely Miss Stella, why did, for having me on here. Why? Oh, you're welcome. Why did you – I mean the alternative is a nightmare that I never want to have. Why are you – the nightmare being Joshua Lappin Bertoni, in case you didn't know. Um, why were you <laughs> invited on the Batman universe for that just that one random episode? One random oh, issue. Oh, oh. Uh, uh, What's the well, point? Well, um, Dustin's doing this sort of specials again. It's, ba- it's basically I asked. It's basically the Batman specials, but like not. Like um, we recorded something about um, the, uh, the Dark Knight Returns: Last Crusade, which I actually genuinely liked. You know, I I, I really enjoyed that. Um, so we did that. La- we recorded that uh, as of this recording last night. I think that like the regular reviewer for Batman was, was couldn't get it in time, so he asked me to review that, and I like uh, wrote up the review for. I believe it was thirty nine. Where he teams up with Wonder Woman for some reason, but yeah, 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 yeah. Be on the lookout for that. It's me, Dustin, Ian Miller talking about the Last Crusade, which uh, oh. I think it's the best Batman Frank Miller work since Batman Year One. I can't hardly believe. Did this. you read that? Oh, maybe I'm not thinking about. I'm thinking about Dark Knight Three. It, God no. Um, it's the one where like like it tells what happened to Jason Todd and uh, how Batman got oh. to retire. Like I. I I was surprised. I don't know that I've read that. It came out last year. Um, it was a one shot, mm. and John Romita Jr. is actually the artist. And like, I honestly, genuinely enjoy it. It's, it's actually probably one of my favorite stories that came out last year. Um, or it, 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 I'm sorry, 2016. Okay. I, 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 it sounds familiar. I guess I just didn't read it. I mean, I have to prioritize my time. I so. absolutely understand. I'm not, that's not what I'm, I'm telling you to read because, like, I know it's we all have got to do something else. But like, it's good. Yeah. Whoo boy. Well, here we are at the end. <laughs> goodbye, farewell, advidas, and goodbye. Goodbye. Uh, yes, you can send any questions or comments, as always, to backroll.oracle.gmail.com. We brought up a lot of controversial topics here in this mm-hmm. So if you want to answer the time-old question, age-old question of does Peter Parker need to be with Mary Jane or Gwen, you can please write in. If you have this strong desire to say that, yes, Peter Parker did, in fact, sleep with Mary Jane at the end of ASM 122, then please address that to Donovan, because I don't want to read it. And if you... (laughs) Are there any other controversial things we brought up? I'm sure that people will jump at you for uh, uh, hating Tom Holland. 
I, I, I said he's growing on me. <laughs> that means I know what that says, but like people here hate, so take that. I don't hate him. Each time I watch that movie, it gets it it gets better. But it was just really it really hurt. You could become invested in a character and an actor, and then to have that ripped away, it's really hard. It's really hard. I can't be alone in this. Anywho, you can also find the show on uh, Google Play and Stitcher. Like the show on Facebook or follow it on Twitter at Batgirl the Oracle. If you care to, you can follow The Liar, the Batman universe on Facebook <laughs> and Twitter as well. And support TBU by subscribing to Patreon. Once again, thanks to Mile High Comics for sponsoring Batgirl the Oracle, the Barbara Gordon podcast. And until next time. Swing on, web swingers. Just plain Barbara Gordon masquerading for a lark as she rides into the night on her special Batgirl cycle. Who knows? Is the dynamic duo destined to become the triumphant trio? Only time will tell us more about this dazzling dare doll. I love a happy ending, don't you? You know who's on the other line right now? Uh, Dustin? Josh, of course. Well, yeah, yeah, we were talking for the last hour, and I was like, you have to help me do this list now. I'm kidding. Oh, but, uh, my! Well, 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 we were kind of going back and forth. It's like what would count as, like, romantic or platonic or whatever. Um, and, I, and I said to him, you should send, you should, like, email to Stella your list. And he's like, well, I can't do it in the next ten minutes because I'm driving. <laughs> yeah. No, well, I mean, he can do it retroactively, and then I talk about it on the next episode. I, I think this is one of the, one of those you know every now and then we have a super spotlight where our choices are similar like uh, for like the the Hawk Girl and Green Lantern one and the Uron one I think this is going to be one where we're we're, we're going to have com- entirely different choices <laughs> maybe maybe I'll make you angry with my choices what <laughs> I told you I was picking obscure relationships just to make you upset. I, mean, I don't. I mean, you've made me upset on plenty of things, but like Spider Man, I don't know. Are you? What do you mean? Well, like in the last episode, you you were like, oh, uh, there's this issue of Robin. Robin finally goes after Stephanie Brown, so clearly he was cheating on Ariana. And I was like, tap, 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 click, 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 click. <laughs> I, I, come on! How can you deny that? I, I will I, 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 I clap back on your comment section so you'll, you'll I'm sure you'll read that out well, I better I called you out yeah I, I remember like, I remember like I was like I was like is she doing some purpose like is she serious <laughs> and then when you we were talking about Daredevil or something and I said oh sounds like Tim and you said what oh yeah uh, uh, I think Dick Grayson I think yeah, was, yeah. about his uh, uh his um his taste for the women. Oh, man. I mean, it's with a Z. Uh, are, are you including anything from the MTP Spider-Man show? Why do you want me to see <laughs> I don't, Have you you've seen that show? Have you oh, seen absolutely. it? Oh, absolutely. I own it. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I own it, man. Yeah. yeah we, we, we were talking about that, too. We were talking about a lot of, like, uh, different versions. And, like, I know that you're going to have me beat. 
I don't know what your list is, but like I know you're gonna have me be on like the Spider-Man Loves Mary Jane thing because I've just not read enough of that. But like I'm wondering if it's gonna be like 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 number one through five, mm. where it's like it's gonna be like, like you know two hours of you know me hearing about this book and it's you know shipper garbage. Oh my! <laughs> oh my goodness! No, I think so. That sounds awfully coy. So. Well, I have to be. We look like <laughs> this is a challenge. Okay, okay. So before you move on, uh, can I go to the bathroom real quick? <laughs> I thought you were about to ask me this really big, um, important question. Well, that is a very big, important question. <laughs> I guess. You absolutely yeah, know. I would, just a minute. I'll be right back. You're back. Yes, I am. Oh, what was that? Were you watching more Smallville AMVs? No. I haven't watched those for a while. I've been watching anime AMVs. Ooh. Actually, I've been watching some more of those, too, because some people on YouTube are really talented in putting music together. Absolutely. That's how I learned about the citrus. I had to... (laughs) Oh, I I was at... (laughs) (laughs) When you laugh like that, you remind me of a dirty old man. Um, I was at I was at a uh, not Barnes Noble Books a Million yesterday, and I, I looked. They had. <gasps> How dare you? <laughs> what are you? What are you? What are you? My supervisor? Oh, that is the betrayal of the highest order. <laughs> I like how you're always wanting me to be like this, like this, this communist, whatever, for my loyalties. Um, but no, but my mom and my aunt were at, at their hair hairdresser, so I was like at the nearest bookstore, which is that. Um, and they had volume one of Citrus, which is literally the first three episodes. It's like, oh, so I'm, I've already like you know watched a whole volume of the manga. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> why do you kiss me? I don't know what to do. <laughs> oh my goodness! But then I saw this image, this scene where um, a guy kisses the dark-haired girl, and the blonde-haired girl is like peeking around the oh, corner, yeah. and she gets really upset and runs I think away. It's the first episode, yes. It's pretty. It's pretty scandalous. Is like, like it's, it's not like racy necessarily, but there's a lot of like, oh my god, yeah. that just happened. Yeah, that's interesting. Do you think they're going to get together at the end? Man, if they don't, it'd be kind of depressing. But like, uh, so far, it's it's been like very <laughs> intense. It's it's like every scene is every episode. There's a scene like from Do You Remember Love? That coffee scene. It's like that oh, every no. episode. Oh my god! A lot of um, what Harry calls emotional violence, where like people were kind of being. Mm. Uh, uh, inconsiderate towards people's feelings. Wow. <sighs> okay. That could be our shipper spotlight in 2019. <laughs> well, see, it could always end up bad, so <laughs> we shall see. Yeah. Well, yeah, and I'll be there. I'll watch it, and then I'll say, Donovan, what have you done? <laughs> yeah, like you did with Death Note. <laughs> oh, gosh, yeah. Yep, yep. I've yet to watch the live-action film. Oh, for, uh, nev- oh yeah. Yeah, you told me that it's only an hour and a half, so to just like get it out, but I haven't brought myself to it. Yeah, yeah, it's easy to knock out, but like, um, it man, it sucked. I really liked Bright, though. Really, I, I heard I heard that sucked as well, but I've not seen it. Really? Yeah, like, like, like uh, I know it's. In a I enjoyed it. Um, 
I thought it was really good. Uh, well, it's Big Willie. But, uh... It is Big Willie, yeah. Enjoy Edgerton. Um, there was something else I was going to tell you. Oh, yeah, I need to watch Ned Flanders sometime. I guess I'll wrap it, I'll be texting you a lot when I do that. You need to watch... Oh, the episodes that I recommended? Uh, yeah, I will say I'm about to watch some Simpsons. And when then... is your, um, presentation or, or when is the project due? Ugh. Uh, February 5th, so... I've got time, but I've also, I now have God's Not Dead number one. God's Not Dead number oh. two. <laughs> Save. <laughs> For research, mind you. Saved and Easy A. Oh, I've seen it. Well, well, uh, I've, I've seen parts of Easy A. I've seen Easy A, but it's been a while and I don't remember. I think actually Allie or AJ Michael Chick was a Christian, but it's been so long. That was like one of Emma Stone's first little feature there so that should be interesting going yeah back. I, I think like, like the ending i think not the whole thing but um you're uh are you you said you're off are you off next week oh i'll go back to work uh wednesday okay i was gonna say maybe we could rabbit some simpsons would you watch those absolutely um okay. but you when you watch the god's not dead films you have to message both oh, us no. and like my, myself and josh because josh and i like, like <laughs> afterwards discover the discover those i know you always you talk about it so i i can't wait it's an, out, it's an outrageous and moment. then the other person yeah oh, i can't wait to see the second one well actually i didn't really want to i'm like is it worth it and the lady's like well i liked it i'm like okay <laughs> it would be one i was like it's not one we're like i don't think you would get like the entertainment factor that we do kind of ironically but you, you would ha- it, it would evoke a reaction because it, it kind of has the whole um, uh, Christians versus the world kind of perspective. But like it's it's really I find it to be very mean spirited and not great. Yeah, against the peoples. Okay, the peoples of other beliefs. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. Like there's there's like a Chinese guy. He's like I, you know, you believe in God. I have no son. And it's like I don't think Chinese people act like that. <laughs> but what are you gonna do? Oh dear. <laughs> yeah. What oh, dear are you gonna? Well, anywho, back to Spider-Man. <laughs> and now, back to Spider-Man. Uh, Fox Kids. Uh, oh, man. Do you, you know, I have to say, since you just did mm-hmm. that, that Spider-Man the Animated Series ended abruptly, in my opinion, because you got, like, that five-part Secret Warriors, and Madam Web sends Spider-Man off, you know, to go find the real Mary Jane that's lost in that lig- little digital controller thing. Mm-hmm. The Phantom Zone projector. And so then, right after that, was Unlimited, Spider-Man Unlimited. And so here I was thinking that I was going to pick up and those two would be together. But the first episode, they're together, and then he sent off into another dimension. Well, he voluntarily goes to, was it, Counter-Earth to fight the furries in a spanking new uh, Reed Richards costume. But I think they are married yeah. in the first episode. Yeah. But it was just for a shipper like me, it was sad. Yeah, it was disgusting. Um, I love the intro, like the, like the opening <laughs> sequence of that show. I the, the, yeah. this show sucks.
it's been a while, but I remember it was not as good. Yeah, and it was done when Marvel was was bankrupt, not only financially but but creatively. <laughs> oh man, oh gosh. Okay. I always liked in Spec Spidey how the little his little light would shine. Da, 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 da. Oh yeah, at the very end. Oh. And I think one time that it was like a little heart at the very end of the episode. Uh, yeah, because because like there was that. There was um like I think he, he, his head turned into a football, which is kind of creepy. <laughs> um, Arnold. <laughs> um, and then like, like when he had the black costume, it was like a web line, and then it was like like black and white webbing, which is cool. Uh, I was there was a video that compared like when the symbiote was on Peter Parker in the '90s show, and then when it was on Peter Parker in the Spectacular Spider-Man show, and I was like, man, oh. they're both cool. Yes, Venom's one of my favorites. He is my favorite villain, and then Shocker's actually he's I have a very special place in my heart. Ha! Joke. Uh, nah. Um, uh, yeah. You're sick. Venom is my favorite, and I think I think Goblin's my second favorite. I can't believe it. I didn't know this about you. Uh, yeah. I I mean you know. Venom just uh, my brother Denmark and I have actually been talking a lot on the phone about like this Tom Hardy Venom movie because like my mm, brother like, like, yep, like they, they can't can. do this Spider Man can't they it would be, be pointless well there was that thing that Tom Holland is going to appear I really hope that that's that's true and not a rumor you can't well it was coming from the director though. okay good 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 but he just didn't say when it was going to happen because they're like oh is it like an end credit scene I mean like. You gotta do the story where it's on Spider Man, then it's on Eddie Brock who hates Spider Man, and then then do whichever you want. But it, it that origin can't change because otherwise it's just not. A, it turns into like the Halle Berry Catwoman movie at that point. Without that, oh no, yeah. I see. That's why I don't want to skip to JMS because I'm like right about to encounter Venom. I love the Venom. Oh, in my reading, so that's why I want to like yeah continue reading my thing. I just need to like stop reading my books. And for a month, only dedicate my time to Spider-Man. You got to read. I mean, um, when you get to it, like the the first story of Carnage is awesome. Mm. It's it's so much. It, it is fun comic book stuff. Like where Spider-Man and Venom fight Carnage, and he's, he's you know they're no match for him. It's it's like a three parter, and it's so much fun. I, I I every time I read, I have a smile on my face. But yeah, yeah, like like I, I, we grew up we grew up with Venom. Like and all the older people don't like Venom. It's like. Whatever, man. Like he he rocks. He's hardcore. Did you play um? But you played Maximum Carnage, right? Hmm. Maybe. Ah, okay. It's, it's it's fun. Yeah, I think um I could potentially buy it since you got me that little system. Oh yeah, yeah. Do you have a lot of games for that? And play it on my own. I have um. Well, I've got all the ones that were built in. I've actually been looking. I haven't done it for a little while though, um, because I was gonna get Aladdin. Mm. Or Lion King, but those are kind of expensive because I guess they're well loved. But yeah, I should look for the Spider-Man ones. Yeah, there's a Maximum Carnage, your Separate Institution Anxiety, Spider-Man versus the Kingpin, Spider-Man X-Men versus Arcade, <laughs> and and the, I think I think like the, the '90s Spider-Man show had a, a game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, lots of, lots of fun. Well, I'm glad we got to do this. I am as well. I, I, this, this was... I hope it met your expectations. I will say it went by for me quickly, but I look at the timer. It's like pushing three hours. Yes. Well, you did go to the potty, so I'll be able to cut some stuff out. <laughs> that wasn't three hours long, was it? Um, no, yeah. It, it was fun. <laughs> I mean, it was a half an hour. I did not come up with this list at the last minute, I promise. I, I didn't. I t- it really seemed each, your, ga- your like, 
making for time. You're like, uh, I hear clicking on your computer. I'm like, this guy's not ready to go. No, I, I, I was wait, I was trying to figure out like how to speak the transition. You know, like like, like okay. my number this, my number that. I, I I will admit that like I wasn't finished my list today. I was trying to figure out like the number five, but but I had I had like all of them in my head. But um, no, I, I wasn't I wasn't gonna juke you on this one. No way. How has I've already decided what next year is gonna be. Either it's Young Justice, The Simpsons, or... Uh... It's not going to be The Simpsons. I promise you I'm not watching 500 episodes of the show. I've not seen 500 episodes of the show yet. Like, like, I, after, honestly, after the 11th season, just stop. Because <laughs> it's a terrible show now. But like... Um, oh, man. Uh, we can, yeah, we can, we can find like, like, like the sauciest Yuri anime and talk about like, like which, which time did they tongue kiss was your favorite. Oh, my gosh. Well, you remember now that uh, oh oh oh. Well, I ship Bart and Lisa, of course. I thought you learned your lesson with that. I know I did. <laughs> That's awful. Because you didn't. You don't like it. I no, know. They're yellow children. What? I know they're young children. Well, I think Lisa's a lesbian at heart. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you laughing? I think she is. Even in that little film role, she had like two relationships. Yeah. One of them was like a polyamorous relationship with Yeah, one women. year it was with a woman, and the next year it was with another woman, like, like the, the, both of them at the same time. I love that joke. Yeah, <laughs>